Podcast Network. And they like the brags, I don't like the boast. They like hot butter on the breakfast toast. Watching flicks, talking chicks, they like the mode of boat. Can River Man make it your check? Nope. So look at all these movies I got. Commenting like, mmm, should we watch them or not? I know they just be acting for cash, but I still got one question to ask. Like, why'd he do that, do that, do that? If that was me, I'd be like, screw that, screw that, screw that. I'm an alpha, I'd eat through that, through that, through that. Mmm, so why'd he do that, do that, do that? Mmm. Howdy gang, BTM's back, Zach's here, I'm Aaron, and this week I think is really cool because it's two things in one. We're both sort of putting a cap temporarily, you know, I plan on, we we should definitely revisit stash exploitation, but for now, as far as the most recent themed month, this is putting a cap into that, the, the stash stuff, and it, I think it's also kind of starting another another exploitation I've been wanting to do for a long time, and that's like a buddy exploitation. There's so many good buddy movies, and I don't, not, not necessarily cop movies. You are my buddy. Yeah, you're my best friend. See, I, th- I think that's the reason you even thought to do this. I, I've been preaching and, and begging for a buddy exploitation for the longest time and not just cops right i mean because i buddy cop movies those are a dime a dozen but things like cowboy way anything where there's two guys uh just kind of that buddy movie technically dumb and dumber is a buddy movie kind of but mm-hmm. I, that's kind of a little outside of what I'm, I'm talking about this movie's perfect i would consider this a buddy movie all the way i would even consider a movie like money train a buddy movie um anything where there's two equal playing main characters sort of thing mm-hmm. but anyway we're gonna start doing that zach was doing the uh child's play buddy theme song we're, we're excited because we're gonna do a cinema anime uh, for that uh we're gonna record that later this week so i'm not sure if that's out or not you know whenever you're listening to this but uh as of right now mac's gonna be on it at least which will be fun so and i'm looking forward to talking about that uh, but anyway let's go ahead and roll into this movie it's about an hour and 46 minutes long so you know, not too bad. We're going to go in three, two, one, play. This movie, donk. Did you notice that I didn't do like last time, like, and announce what the movie was? Because clearly they can click on it and see. Yeah, they know that shit. They're like fucking lying about the, the flat earth again. Universal. This movie also falls under another category that I, I pitched. I don't know if I pitched it on the show or if it was outside of the recording and it was just us talking, but I thought it would be fun to do a themed month of movies that are good, but they're just forgotten by everybody because maybe they weren't like a hit at the time or something, or they got you know swallowed by whatever they were competing with that, that particular weekend, but they're good movies. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those movies that people just don't know of but they should. Yeah, fuck them. Like, everybody who doesn't know about this movie should be fucking castrated, put to death. To be honest with you, I think uh, the movie I'd like to do after this falls under that category, too. It falls under the buddy movie, the Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. It's not like a great high art film, but it's a fun movie. It's a guilty pleasure. And that movie, people don't talk about it. Cowboys ain't easy loving their hard home. That's the beginning of this movie. Is this the same song that's the theme song to The Ranch? I don't know. Mama, let them grow up to be cowboys. Why would you want your fucking son to grow up to be a cowboy? Cowboys are god. You ever see Brokeback Mountain? That's what all cowboys do, I think. That's what I hear. 
They're all fucking each other on mountains and shit, leaving their wives for the weekend. I would have watched that movie. I, I always like this. He just kind of gives them a, a, a look like, boy, I'll fuck you up. And that's all you need. That's all you need when you're a cowboy. Just look at somebody like, I'll fuck you up, though. And they don't fucks with you. Did this flick even get a DVD release? Uh, I would assume. That's probably what we're watching. It's widescreen. Woody Harrelson. He's a donk. Most of those flicks that I think time forgot, they, they usually are like that where it took forever to get a DVD release or maybe they got like an initial run with like a little flappy uh, case and they certainly don't have Blu-ray releases. Like movies that skip the Blu-ray generation for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we got fucking our boy here with the mustache for mustache exploitation. Sonny. Kafer Sutherland. I can't do it. Kafer. That's our boy Kafer Sutherland. They got that belt buckle though. I've seen this movie a handful of times, but it's been a long time. My mom actually really loved it. She was obsessed with this movie. And my mom had a, liked a lot of movies that I think fall under the whole unappreciated, forgotten, lost in time relics. Uh, and that's probably why I know them. But uh, yeah, so I remember roughly, I remember how it ends. And I remember some of the supporting cast, but Ernie Hudson's in this. Yeah, I totally forgot about Ernie Hudson. Yeah, he plays the cop, right? Ernie Hudson? Yeah. On the horse? Yeah, okay. Bill Pickett. It's a black man like me. So this, this movie donk. Uh, see Dylan McDermott. He's a fucking. He's a sexy bitch. Would you suck Dylan McDermott's cock? As long as he looks up at me at the same time with those blue eyes. <laughs> you just made me break character. Fuck you. Hey, Fuck you, Louis. I remember Louis Guzman's in it. They get his dick sucked by a calf. Yes. See, my parents loved this movie too, and uh, they watched it multiple times. And I watched it with them. It was donk. Yeah, and I think uh, basically you had to have had that scenario going. Your parents must have had a copy or really liked it, and that's the only way somebody our age is really going to remember it. They got the VHS. Max's parents had the VHS, too. Yeah, I wonder if this is on Vudu that you can purchase. Oh, fuck it, though. We should see. Did you ever see Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? Uh, once. Okay. it's To me, it's it's a guilty pleasure. I mean, it's it's schlocky. I remember Daniel Baldwin, who plays like one of the, the lead henchmen of Tom Sizemore's bad guy. And I remember him doing an interview like way later in his career. And somebody asked him, I, I think they said, Daniel Baldwin, you know him from films such as blank, 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 Harley Davidson, the Marble Man. Blank man. I yeah, love blank man. But he cut them off and he said something like, ah, I consider that to be a B film. Like, what fucking A-list shit have you been in, Daniel Baldwin? You know? But. See, look at me in this movie. He's just like, yo, I'm just I'm just saying, man. You know, this is, he talks like this in the whole movie. I, I just want to help you get out of Cuba. I'm just trying to help your daughter get out of Cuba. And he's the bad guy, the big bad. <laughs> now he's not doing that. I was wrong. Yeah, he's being ruthless now. He's like Ben Stiller in Happy Gilmore. He's running the sweatshop, you know? Yeah, the guy's like, my finger's hurt. He's like, well, now your back's gonna hurt. Yeah. Oh, one of those other flicks like uh, that my mom used to love that I don't think anybody talks about is, you ever seen the movie uh, Cadence starring Charlie Sheen and Lawrence Fishburne, an early Lawrence Fishburne movie? No. I think, I think it came out in like 89, 90, 91, somewhere in that sort of area. And uh, it's it's a good movie. It's a movie that no one talks about. It didn't get a Blu-ray release. It might not have even gotten a DVD release. My mom always had it on VHS, and it's a good it's a good flick. It's about this guy 
Charlie Sheen that goes AWOL and he gets thrown into military prison for a little bit. Like, I don't know how long, like a year, but he gets thrown into a bunk. He shares a bunk and he's with these black guys. They're all black. And he's like the odd man out that that's, that, that's why they call the movie cadence because they all sort of do the chain gang singing in the movie. And he's also the white guy, the one odd note. Right. So, uh, and the, the Sergeant, the drill, the, the, I don't remember what his rank is, but the dude that's like heading up this prison is Martin Sheen. And he kind of does a classic Martin Sheen thing where he goes fucking crazy. I think he does that like all the fucking time, but it's a good flick. I wouldn't mind. We should watch. I, we should consider that too. No, they, they got captured. I prefer people that don't get captured. Not war heroes. Yeah. It's weird. When I, when I suggest doing movies like a cadence or whatever, or even a movie like this, it's weird because sometimes the movies that are, I feel underappreciated or they have like a cult following. They do really well, but I, I guarantee you movies like this, they're not going to catch on, right? We got to do these cause they're more fun for us and, or for the sake of introducing people to a movie they might not know about. You don't know shit. This could be the biggest fucking uh, movie we ever do. This could blow up. This could put us on a map. You never know, man. You never know. Exactly. See, this is fucking Manny. He's uh, he's fucking. Uh, I don't remember what Manny's doing. Fuck Manny. Give me give me a rundown. So Kiefer Sutherland and Woody Harrelson, their childhood friends in this movie. Uh yeah, and uh, fucking uh, they've had a falling out because uh, fucking uh, they did they did like a rodeo and fucking uh, Sonny uh, Sonny's Kiefer Sutherland uh, and Pepper is fucking uh, Woody Harrelson. Pepper didn't show up, so Sonny he let Sonny down, baby. You said Kiefer Sutherland's his son is fucking Woody Harrelson. I'd be, I would end that friendship too. <laughs> That's disrespectful. I mean, can you imagine, like, you fucking Max' daughter someday, but you were fucking Max' son? Holy shit! Fuck yeah! That's horrible. We, I, I actually forgot for a second that he actually had kids, and if I realized. I wouldn't have said that because that's kind of personalized. Yeah, you're fuck up. Yeah, it's not good. You fucked up. You know what I mean? You said Sonny, though, not son. Hey, is that fucking Travis Tritt, dude, when the rice is cooking? Travis Tritt's in this movie, yeah. When the microwave's got the rice in there or whatever the fuck. Would you Travis his Tritt? I'd tickle his Tritt. If they ever made a fucking uh, Leonard Skinner movie, he could play uh, the vocalist. Van Zant. Yeah, Ronnie Van Zant. Absolutely. No, he really does look like him. I would. Uh, I'd flick his trip. You would Travis his trip. Uh, Woody Harrelson is donk. Woody Harrelson. What's the best Woody Harrelson movie, dude? He's an American treasure, and it's kind of odd because sometimes, I he, he can never die. Like I, it's kind of weird to me sometimes that he still has a career, right? Mm-hmm. And he still shows up in big movies. You, he's kind of like striding this line of leading man and character actor. Cause like really big character actors kind of always find themselves in shit. Um, but at the same times he's carried movies in the past. I don't know if he really carried. Well, I mean, zombie land's kind of a carried movie, but it's still kind of an ensemble, but he's weird, man. Uh, I, I don't know. He's like a cockroach, but my favorite movie, I, another buddy movie. I, white man can't jump. You ever seen that? Not in forever. That's a good movie. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, what else do I like Woody Harrelson in? I've had uh, the People versus Larry Flett on my list to do for Cinema Anima for a while. He's donk in that movie. I watched that once or twice back. They used to run that on Cinemax like for a long time. It might have been. It was long. It was probably around when the movie was pretty new to cable. He's fucking hysterical in that movie. 
it, I want to say it was like in '97 ish. They ran it. That's probably like a when about when it hit cable or something. And I yeah, I watched it. Uh, I remember it, but I never. You know what movie I never watched? I never actually sat down and watched Natural Born Killers. That's all right. Yeah, I, there's something about Oliver Stone that doesn't really appeal to me. Did Oliver Stone do American History X, or is that someone else? No, that that was a totally unknown guy. I can't think of his name and what else he did. No, he didn't do American. Oliver Stone did The Doors. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's an okay movie. Yeah, I agree. I think it's an okay movie, but I think it's a, a strong biopic, if that makes sense. Like, it, it's weird. Like, I think he nails the Jim Morrison thing, and I think he does more service to the real story than you know, following with the tropes of these music biopics that always happen, right? Like, you know, the Queen movie, it's a decent watch, but they take liberties to make it more cinematic, right? They change shit and uh, change the timeline on stuff. This movie is way more faithful to the actual bio, but uh, yeah, the movie's just okay. Maybe it's just because I was never a big Doors guy, but... I've, I've never been either. If I love the Doors, maybe I would love the movie. I don't know. Yeah, like watching the fucking uh, the Queen movie made me like pull out the Queen collection. And you know what the worst Queen album is? Uh, I, I is it uh, hot hot space? What, or what is it called? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the worst one. The one that's like a disco album or something. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? Let me see. Uh, I Queen's a pretty consistent band though, and I think their music is very timeless, uh, more or less. I think uh, you could still hear Queen's influence today in pop music, and and they bridge this, they bridge this thing where they were a rock band, but they were very much a pop band. Uh, they had all these different genres. You know, they did funk with another one got to the dust, another one bites uh-huh. the dust. Sorry, um, yeah, they did, they did everything. If you could go back in time, would you suck uh, fucking Freddie Mercury's cock? Would it prevent his life somehow? Would it, would it prevent his death? Would it somehow save him? It prevents his life. You suck his dick and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I speed up. I expedite the, the the process. You sucked it so good. He's like, oh fuck, and he just his heart explodes. Yeah. Um, you fucking suck his heart through his cock out the hole. I love Queen. I think maybe uh, the best record just might be Jazz. You know. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people might say A Night at the Opera or whatever, or I don't know. I don't know if I could pick one. They dank. But the thing is, I don't, I don't hate to uh, see under pressure was on hot space. And I love, I do love under pressure, mm-hmm. you know, and they needed a good song on there to make you buy it. And I actually, I like the works, the one that came after that. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not unlike, hot space uh the works has radio gaga and i want to break free which are those are two of my favorite queen singles i think they're great those those tracks they put you in a good mood i love driving around on a sunny day and just blasting those are super catchy and that's also got it's a hard life which is a great song too but i don't know i don't think they ever had like a shit shit album right they never had a judas priest turbo lover they never had a saint anger they never had like that super duper experimental album they just flirted with different genres Mm -hmm. what's that fucking uh tom waits metal machine music you know bone machine that's i I like that album bone machine my bad but to me that's like that's not experimenting with another genre that's 
doing something crazy and wacky where it could either go left or right. Like, you know, people are people are most likely going to hate this and shit on it for decades and maybe appreciate it later because now that album it kind of became a staple of a sound like he always kind of put a, a song like that on each album afterwards yeah i mean but those albums they sort of gain an appreciation later on mm-hmm. you know it's not for the time uh but queen never had an album like that that's just like what the fuck you know that you know what's funny is uh that out al- the album saint anger the metallica record you have you heard that record you know the you know the st- the, the, what's it called the reputation it has at least right yeah I, I remember like my cousin liked them a lot and i remember i heard it once because like we listened to it while we were uh, like i stayed the night at his house and we listened to it while we were going to bed that's all i remember okay so only time it's super polarizing because it's one of those like bone machine things like what the fuck um some people i think maybe some people were talking about yeah they're just trying to stay modern uh, like with the new, like what was going on with rock at the time, you had your system of downs out and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like, if this is, if that's what they were going for, it came out way fucking different because it, it doesn't sound like anything. It sounds like its own weird ass fucking genre. Um, and people hated it and people shit on it. And it's, it's kind of known in the, the heavy rock world. It's like the worst album ever. But I even said, I'm like, you know what? This movie, if anything, that, that record's interesting. A record like Bone Machine is at least interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's something about it that's at least intriguing, even if you can't stomach it. Uh, and I even said, I think Lars Ulrich even said back when that album, roughly maybe a couple years after the album came out, he's like, you know what? I think that album is going to have its day. I think it's like, uh, he's, he compared it to Black Sabbath's Born Again, the album they did with Ian Gillen, Gillen of Deep Purple on vocals. And if you've ever, did you ever listen to Sabbath growing up? Never heard that one. Okay, Born Again. So it was after Dio. After Dio left the first mm. time, after Mob Rules, they came out with Born Again. And it's got the funkiest looking Photoshop cover that looks atrocious. But at the same time, it, it's kind of rad. I, I kind of like it. Um, and it's got a real fucked up production to it. It's not that the the style they're going for is really weird and adventurous. But the production is wonky and it's weird. And uh, now decades later there is a cult following to it i'm not saying it's like paranoid like it's never going to reach that level to where it's appreciated on an equal plane but there is an appreciation for it and he said i think saint anger will have its day and you know what's funny is we're experiencing that right now because i follow metallica and all that shit and i look at you look at them playing live on instagram they're on tour right now dude people are coming out of the woodwork like requesting St. Anger songs. They started pulling out a couple of songs now because they haven't played that album fucking since it came out and they started playing them and there's an appreciation for it. And my theory is, look, what if it's the troll generation, the memes? No, no, no. It's, it's the kids. It's, it's the kids that were at the right age when that album came out, where it was their first record into Metallica. Mm -hmm. They're, they're now because St. Anger came out 16 years ago. So they're now like 21, 22, right? They're in their they're in their 20s regardless. Those people are going to like it. They're going to have a fondness for it and they're going to have that nostalgia attached to it. So the people that hated it when it came out, they're always probably going to hate it because mm-hmm. they were a different age that associated with another Metallica. It's the same thing with me. I was at the right age when their 90s period was going on when Load and Reload were brand new. And I fucking love those records because I hopped onto those records like right away. And I think they're great albums. I wasn't looking at them through a lens of I wasn't at an age where I discovered them in high school when Master of Puppets came out. And now I was getting served this shit. Maybe I would have looked at it differently, but it's just 
it's just how old you are. And that's the thing with those bands that are somehow surviving for three, four decades. I think you're going to have that. You know, look at the Rolling Stones, man. The Rolling Stones have released like fucking 30 albums. Dude, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got way more not so good albums than they do good albums. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever listened to them. Yeah. But all these great bands that have like unfuckable legacies, they were around like 10 years, maybe, you know, not that long. Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. had one decade run. The Beatles, the Beatles didn't even survive out of the decade. Right. They were like, what? It came out like what? 62 or something. If I'm, or maybe was 64. I don't know. They, they survived like five or six years. It was nothing. And, uh, I think 10. Was it? I think so. Early sixties. And they didn't have an album in the seventies. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, and then I'm trying to think, uh, even though Pink Floyd was technically a name up until like 9091 with that last album, they really weren't, you know, what Roger Waters, the final cut. I think that album came out in like the wall came out in 1980. And then the final cut, I know was like, well, like fucking early, early eighties. Then they were defunct. Like once again, you got like 10 years. Um, if, if these bands would have went longer, I'm pretty sure they would have made some shitty albums. And they would have experimented, mm-hmm. and they just would have ran their course a little bit. Nirvana, too. I mean, I don't even think it took Nirvana that long, because I don't think uh, In Utero is nearly as good as Nevermind. Fuck you. It's better. There's that debate. There's that debate. Because uh, In Utero is like that fucking Kurt Cobain, fuck the man, fuck the record companies. They're, you know, they want more of that Nevermind. They want a hit. They want that polishedness, that sheen. I'm going to give them half an album that makes no sense. Because it doesn't like, right. You got, it's like the singles and a couple of the tracks on there are really good, but then it's always followed by a, what the fuck is this song? Milk it. That's a great fucking song. Oh, and what's that? Uh, is it mean old Mr. Mustache or whatever the fuck? What's that one track? I can't think of it. Something like that. It's from their first album. Bleach. Yeah. Is that bleach? I don't know. I, I listened to, I listened to both records back to back um, just as a comparison. Cause I've never actually done that sat and listened to both of them side by side. I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's, if you were to sit there and do a competition, like first track on that album versus first track on this album. I mean, I don't know. Never mind a solid, but all the way through. This chick sounds just like fucking Lawanda from problem child too. Oh, that's annoying. Fucking uh, our boy Mario is going to fucking love this. He's going to be like, I hate fucking Problem Child too. So I hate this movie. Would you say, uh, I don't know why I'm on a music kick right now, but would you say Norma Jean is your favorite band just for like nostalgia's sake? And they're probably an early band you're into or what's your favorite band? Oh, uh, I don't know. The Chariot. You talk about the Chariot, right? Yeah, that's the band that the vocalists went on to form. Um so you take a band like that, let's just say you like your they're one of your favorites. Um do you think they they changed? They kind of went defunct and they didn't last forever or they changed lineups. And uh how many like really, really, really great records do those band bands like that have for you? Are do you love them because they had one or two or a three album run that you love? I liked all the Chariots albums. How many do they have? Um Five. Okay. They were a band for 10 years too. Oh, okay. 10 years. But even like a, a, a Norma Jean, right? They had a, a couple of really good albums, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's most bands. I think if you're a band and you have one or two really fucking great albums, I think you beat the odds with that. I really do. And so when people shit on Converge, I still uh, think they're putting out good stuff. I think Agnostic Front puts out 
good record still. They're an older band. Uh, but regardless, I mean, people want to sit there and take pot shots at these bands. Like Judas Priest was one of them. They've been around forever and they, they changed their style and Metallica, people take pot shots at them. But if you sit there and look at the albums of each one of those bands in their classic era, they all go about five albums deep and give or take a decade. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it begs the question if Led Zeppelin was around, you know, past 1979 or whatever, and they ended up, they would be like the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones have so many albums and they have what beggars banquets, uh, fucking sticky finger or whatever. What is it called? Sticky, is that, I guess? sticky fingers. No, sticky fingers, a rap album. And they have, uh, why can't I think of it? Exile on Main Street. They have a, a few classic albums, but they got like 30 other albums that are like, okay. All right. Uh, they're a they're band I, I listen to like, I, I never listen to an album of theirs. I listen to like all uh, um, uh, fucking playlists. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they got, yeah, I'm the same. The th- I'm going to see Rolling Stones live actually this year because they're, they're doing a stadium tour. And uh, I kind of just decided to go. I've never been a Stones fan, but when now that I live in Arizona, because I never used to, I used to live in the Midwest in a place that didn't get like a lot of big concerts. So now it's like, okay, when these legacy acts come around, where it's where it's kind of a situation of what? I was just I was gonna add that I would say Rolling Stones. I like them better than Beatles. Do you really see? I like the Beatles way better. Way I'd better, say Rolling Stones. But yeah, it was a, it was a Coke or Pepsi type of situation with those two. But anyway, Rolling Stones were coming around, and I'm like, I've regretted passing up different artists that have come in the last few years. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go when the time comes, and I don't, and I regret it. And I'm like, because it might be the last time you get a chance to. So, mm-hmm. uh, and there's been a, Roger Waters came uh, to, to, to Glendale about 15 miles away from me doing his wall tour. And I know I'm not going to ever see the Pink, Pink Floyd, but that's as close as I can get. And I really wanted to see it. And for some reason, man, it was on a work night. And I was like, eh, it's on a work night. I fucking regret it. And mm-hmm. that happened with a couple different artists. And I, and I told myself, I don't want to do that anymore. So I went ahead and got Rolling Stone tickets, not because I'm a huge Rolling Stones fans, but because, you know, their legacy is so big and they are who they are. They're the only band from that era that's still fucking kicking it. I guess the Who are around technically still, too. But Mm -hmm. think about it. The Beatles, they didn't make it out of the 60s and Rolling Stones never quit. Mm -hmm. They kind of did quit music wise. You know, like how how many records they put out in the last fucking 25 years. They they don't really put out albums anymore. They put out one every fucking 15 years and as an excuse to tour. But they're still a thing. So I'm like, all right. And then the tour that they're on right now, they actually these are makeup dates. (laughs) They're makeup dates because they canceled it the first time because Mick Jagger had like open heart surgery. Yeah, they're going to fucking die. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'll go see him. Oh, why not? Before. I mean. It is what it is. So I like a couple of songs, but they're so big. It's worth the novelty of going. And I've been trying to get into their, their deeper stuff just for the sake of the show. But I like some of their stuff. I like wild horses. That's a good song. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. As dog. Dude, it's gonna be a lot of old people, dude. Mm-hmm. A stadium full of like geriatric people dancing with their spouses. You know, because even when like Rolling Stone rocks, it's not really rocking that hard. It's brown sugar. That, that's about as hard as they can rock, right? That's a good song. It is a good song. It's about fucking fucking slaves. Is it? Yeah, dude. 
it's it's about slavery and it's about when they would fuck their slaves. It is pretty racy, and I'm surprised they still play it on the radio today. Yeah, see, they had uh, they 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 got racy. They uh, the Beatles didn't get that racy. Uh, maybe they're just more artistic about it, and it's not so on your nose in your face. I'm gonna look at Brown Sugar lyrics because I remember the lyrics of Brown Sugar being pretty pretty on the on point. You know, it's not even trying to hide it. Oh, you want me to read the lyrics? Dude, it's right in your fucking face. Here's how the song starts. Gold Coast slave ship bound for cotton fields. Sold in the market down in New Orleans. Scarred old slaver knows he's doing all right. Hear him whip the woman just around midnight. You know that fucking thing? That that hook? (laughs) Brown sugar. How come you taste so good? Brown sugar. Just like a young girl should. Drums beaten cold. English blood runs hot. Lady of the house wandering wondering when it's gonna stop house see she's getting fucked the house slave dude house boy knows what he's that that he's doing all right you should have heard him just around midnight brown sugar how come you taste so good brown sugar just like a young girl should then it changes to uh brown sugar how come you dance so good brown sugar just like a black girl should um but it goes on and on and on and on i bet your mama was a cajun queen and all her boyfriends were sweet 16 he's fucking a 16 year old slave now dude it's fucking it's That's racy it's edgy it's edgy but see back then when that album came out yeah racism was pretty fucking strong <laughs> in america mm-hmm. and all this stuff still so it's like it was looked at a little bit differently they're like yeah all right but it's it's one of those things that gets the uh the archival past like ah the song's part of pop culture you know we're not going to get rid of it I- i'm surprised i mean i'm all for it you know just leave it alone it's a thing of history but uh you know some things people go after some things people don't it's because young kids that are getting pissed off at stuff like that don't listen to the rolling stones or classic rock because they're looking at fucking uh, they're listening to little yachty right little yachty they're listening to that stuff they're, they're 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 already in uh fucking new york we talked over the the whole first act almost i always laugh at this scene oh when he, when he repeats what he says to him let me see he doesn't even repeat it accurately at all so do you mind uh telling me what the story is because i really don't remember the overall story um why are they in New York? So their boy Nacho, the the guy he was talking to earlier, his, his daughter, he he paid Dylan McDermott to smuggle her out of Cuba, mm. and uh, he didn't realize like, oh, he he smuggles about and then just uses them for slave labor. So uh, basically, Nacho never came back after going to New York, and they're gonna find out later uh, what happened to him. You know, we'll we'll, we'll dive it as it goes. See, uh, did he notice there was fucking gum on that? And he, cause like he he tried to put it on his ear. And he's like, oh, this one works. So did he do that to fuck with Sonny? I don't know, or did he just not notice? It looked like jizz. <laughs> it didn't look good. Yeah, fucking gum doesn't react like that. Hey man, I got a question for you. That reminded me when I said that. Why were you asking me for that? Yeah, she looked good. She is banging. Why were you asking me for that? Oh yeah, I was gonna use it for the for the soundboard. Yeah, I, I was hoping you were gonna throw it in something, use it. But uh, you're like, where is it? I can't find it. I'm like, oh, it's a see. I know my shit. It's only on the audio version. They kind of reenacted the whole skit in video form and changed some of the dialogue. But uh, yeah, the album's different. Two different uh, cuts. Did you th- did you listen to it? It's pretty funny, isn't it? I haven't yet. I need to. <laughs> like, damn, Michael, she just don't know. She she is banging. <laughs> she look good. It's fucking, it's cringy. 
I'm like, you know, we know you want the boycott, dude. Michael, geez, just exactly. See, this guy was in a something I saw recently, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was called the Guns N' Roses reunion tour, wasn't it? Axl Rose. <laughs> it looked it looked just like Axl Rose today, like modern. I was see, you know, when you're a kid and you watch movies and uh, you, like someone dies, you're like, oh man, I always felt bad for him. Like I, I always felt bad for that guy for some reason oh. when he dies later. Oh, dude, that's that's. That's another band you got to go see when they whenever they announce another tour. Go see Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. because I caught them on the arena tour. Because like, like I said, I'm blessed. I live like fucking 15 minutes away from the stadium, so I get those big legacy shows. Dude, it was so fucking good, and uh, I'm real stoked that they're gonna. They're supposedly working on a new album, so I mean, another tour is inevitable. They made so much money. So in 20 years, when it comes out, we're gonna hear it. I don't know, but they made so much money on that tour. You'll see another tour. How long did Chinese Democracy take to come out? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would hope to God that uh, having the new band, the back, the band back together for the most part, it'll expedite things. Well, you know, he's like a perfectionist. There's a whole bunch of shit going on with that record. But when I saw the reunion tour, you could tell there was a bit of a compromise. It was stripped down because the rest of the band hated that shit. They were playing the songs from Use Your Illusion and all that stuff, but you know there was no more backup singers. There's no more fucking uh, cello string sections that came along with them. More or less, you know, they had two keyboardists now that sort of made up for that stuff, but no backup singers. I think they'll come out with something, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Slash and Duff McKagan would let them be like, "Hey, look, we wrote the music. It's good." You're not fucking changing around, you know, but mm-hmm. I love Chinese democracy. Fuck everybody. I think it's great. Yippee-ki-yay. Louis Guzman, man. What a character. He's a character actor like times a million. He's he'll never. He's one of those guys that will never stop working. He'll never not get work. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty sweet to be a character actor personally, uh, because I mean, obviously, if you're the leading guy, you're taking home the biggest bank. But can you imagine that those guys, the leading guy has a lot more stress to deal with, right? Because they're the ones that have to carry the movie. And if the movie tanks, it's their fucking career. Louis Guzman, if this movie tanks, which it probably did, he's still going to get a role in fucking, you know, whatever next movie, right? He's Mm -hmm. kind of like solid. Like I'm always going to get my parts. I thought you said he's like Sawa. He's Devin Sawa. What do you think of that? I, yeah. I'm stoked, dude. Are we going to do a cinema enema for that new Sawa uh, Fred Durst movie? Or are we going to do a... Po- I kind of want to do a twofer, but I don't know. Oh, here's your beer. That's a donk. What I think we should do is I think we got to watch it first, and we'll just kind of determine how, how it plays, like if it's better for one. Mm-hmm. He's also in the new fucking escape plan movie. I know. It looks terrible. Did I, set, did I show you guys? I sent you guys that link, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this I, I I actually like the first Escape Plan. I'm a Stallone fan. I think it's a fun movie. The second one got ripped apart, ripped apart by everybody. So I haven't bothered watching it because it's one of those flicks where Stallone's in it for like five minutes. In the first five minutes, really? Yeah, it's one of those. Th- it, it's a movie they made for the Asian market, right? And it's got a main. It's got a huge Chinese cast. It was only shown theatrically in China. And it's it's in partnership with the Chinese production company, and of course they got Stallone and this other guy on the cover. It's it's a thing like a, what's that one movie? You ever seen Executive Decision? Uh-uh. Oh, that's a fucking great movie, man. If we ever uh, go forward with a what's his face, uh, 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 Kurt exploitation? Uh, what the fuck is this? Kurt Russell exploitation? We gotta do Executive Decision um, because it was marketed 
on the front of the fucking movie as Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal of all people like co-starring in this movie. And then my mom was a huge fan of Kurt Russell and she loved Steven Seagal. Like, I don't know what her deal was, but she loved him. Anyway, that movie's like, all right. In the first part of the movie, Steven Seagal flies out of a plane. Like he's holding on outside of a jet, like, you know, he's gripping the door hanging on the outside. And then, he loses his grip and it's so anticlimactic and climactic and he just flies away. And even my mom's like, Oh, he's going to come back. He's, he's hanging off the back of the jet or something. He, he'll, he'll find it. He just never comes back. Like, really? They just, they just killed him. I fucking hate shit like that. It's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, I love it. Cause I fucking hate that guy, but, and Kurt Russell carries the movie and it's got John Leguizamo in it in a support role. And he's cool in it. John Leguizamo. John Leguizanya, he always tells that story too. Uh, I've seen him on Stern and a couple of other radio shows where he recounts the story of his encounter with with Steven Seagal. He talks mad shit on Steven Seagal, and he talks about doing the movie Executive Decision and how fucking much of an asshole he was and, and the stupid shitty shit he would do. It's pretty funny to hear him tell tales on it, but that's a good flick. He was an asshole, and he was only on screen for five minutes. That that movie does not count as a buddy movie because he wasn't in it long enough. <laughs> if he was in it a little longer. Mm. Is this like a Cheech and Chong thing? Is he getting high? Did he eat some bad shit? What happened? Yeah, for some reason, uh, I guess they wanted to give a reason for why he's called Pepper. So he has a, a pepper and he, and he took a bite out of it. Oh, okay. I thought he was snorting black pepper. All right. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> Uh, oh, so even if you were eating peppers in the lunchroom when you were kids and you that's where you get a nickname like that and it sticks, you're really going to fucking carry peppers with you for the rest of your life and just like hold up to the name. I got to live up to it. I guess. You know, I Zach, if you if you passed out at a sleepover when we were kids and somebody pulled a Cartman and put their dick in your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And took a picture. I mean, I could see them giving you a nickname like fucking dick sucker your whole life but it doesn't mean you're gonna fucking suck dicks for the rest of your life yeah i'd wait for him to try it again and then uh bite the fucking dick off then what are they gonna call the kid that got his dick bit off i don't know that's a funny episode of south park though that was a pretty uh envelope pushing episode it's pretty funny Mm-hmm. trying to figure out uh because i played that game and then i beat spider-man I beat Spider-Man. I'm trying to figure out if I... There's so much shit to do in Spider-Man, but once I beat a game, it's hard for me to really keep playing it too much. So I'm trying to figure out what game I want to start next. I've been playing fucking Bloodstained. It's pretty dark. Is it living up to your hype? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm liking it. It's, uh, it's got some bugs to work out, like every game, but I'm enjoying it. Is it only on PlayStation, or did they release it for Switch and stuff? All of them. I guess the Switch version has a lot of bugs that they gotta iron out. Yeah, I imagine, because the Switch operates so differently than the, the other two systems, it's probably its own beast. It's gonna have its own issues. Yeah. And uh, it was originally gonna come out for the Wii U, but the, wherever the Switch came out, they just changed it to the Switch. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I, for, I forgot the uh the, the like uh they did like oh the, the Kickstarter thing if they got so much money like different things go in. I forgot that uh, Shovel Knight ended up getting in the game and he's one of the enemies. That's a poor dog. Yeah. I mean maybe I'll play it one of these days. I got so many games and I just 
especially my switch like i've got i've got hollow knight i know you talk about that i got all these games uh that'll that'll be put to use whenever i travel and stuff like when i go to this convention and stuff and i'm on a plane that's when i love my switch to death man but then again i might be tempted to play zelda because i still haven't beaten zelda it's just such a big game i just i don't know why i go in and out of it because it's amazing because when i when i buckle down and i sit down and play it i get fucking hooked on it and then something knocks me out of the groove like life something and then i just i don't know there's something about it but maybe i'll start playing bloodborne finally because that's been on the queue for years at this point um, I have God of War. I bought God of War too because I got that on the cheap for like 15 bucks. So maybe I'll knock that out. God of War is tempting because I can beat that relatively quick, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I'm not really feeling it though. Bloodborne, I'm, I, I know, was fucking going to command like 70 hours out of me. So I don't know. I always think of this seed whenever I hear this. Uh, well, we'll get to it, but there's a certain part of this uh, music. I forget what the the song is called. But like every time it gets to it, I think of what is what we're seeing visually on the movie, and it's pretty funny. It's dog. What happens? I mean, what? You'll see. You fucking, uh, you, uh, you fucking get your fucking panties. There. Oh, it's a is a fucking lobster gonna get stuck to his face like Ernest? No, you'll see. It's donk. Okay, he's making a suicide with wine. <laughs> he just starts checking out this chick, and then he starts fucking like making uh, faces at her and stuff, and I'll let you know what happens. Okay. Okay. Oh no, he's gonna fuck up her playing and give her an orgasm. <laughs> he's gonna give her an orgasm just by looking at her. Oh no, she just like kind of loses her concentration. See, I, I, this is what he does. And I, I always try to do this. Why is he? Why is he doing it? It's like a dick. <laughs> oh, this part of the music right here. Is that supposed to be sexy? Him sticking his tongue in the bottle and swinging it back and forth? There's nothing. <laughs> I guess. It's so ridiculous. But yeah, I was like, how the fuck does he do that? You try to do that in real life, it's like impossible. Yeah, and how is Kiefer Sutherland looking down for a solid 30 seconds while he did all that? Was he just, he's really concentrating on cutting his steak? I guess. I would be fucking concentrating too. That's dog, the steak. Do restaurants like this really exist? They're always in sitcoms. These like fancy schmancy places. Like I don't even know where they're at, you know? Mm-hmm. Or they have live music. The live music and you know, these uh, people in tuxedos and the fancy waiters and the bathroom attendants. I mean, I've seen bathroom attendants, but I would never go to a, a Richie restaurant like that. I'd never be able to. What you know what's weird is there's there's some things that no matter how much money someone has, they'll never stop doing. Like I don't care how many millions of dollars you have. You're still always going to wear t-shirts that cost no more than like 20, 25 bucks. Like everybody else, 10 bucks, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you, you're going to wear t-shirts. Um, no matter how rich you are, I don't care if you have like expensive ass designer jeans, you're going to rock some Levi's, some $50 mm-hmm. Levi's like everybody else. And even if you go to these fancy schmancy soiree fucking restaurants, you're still going to eat a fat burger or a in and out or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of weird, and I, I think if your your taste buds don't necessarily change with money, why would you waste? Why would you go to a place like this? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm overthinking it. 
Oh yeah, uh, you went. You said you missed all the trailers when you went and watched Child's Play. I did. There was a couple that looked good. Uh, the the guy that made Hereditary has a new movie coming out. That looked interesting. Still never saw Hereditary. And the guy that made the the witch has a new movie that looks interesting. Uh, both the guys that started this new slow burn weird tr- craze that we got going on. Mm-hmm. But the the fucking hereditary one looks. Uh, I was like, holy shit! Is this like a sequel to Wicker Man or something? It's like a like a pagan cult. It looks pretty uh, interesting, baby. I forget what it's called. Yeah, you were putting them in a group chat of ours and. Yeah, I totally missed him. I'm real bad about making movies on time. I got this thing where I think I'm going to be there on time. I'm, I'm going to, I want to be there a little early to get my seat, but I always, I'm always just barely making it to it on, you know, at the split second. Movie's called Midsummer, but it's spelled weird. Midsummer, like summer. I think it's pronounced summer, but it's it's like how they spell it. It's Swedes. The Swedes, they're weird. Yeah. They spell shit weird. It's like Mark Summers, the host of Double Dare, spelled with an O. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But this, yeah, this is the chick that he smuggled out of Cuba. Okay. I'd fuck her. It's it, because it's she's hot, right? Like, why can't it be realistic and be like, look, what? I, I always uh, quote that. Like, yeah. Well, like, I don't know what he says there, but, like, I'll, I'll do that to people. If I want to act like I speak another language. And then I start talking to him like he, he does. Uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a room over there, you know. What good flicks has Dylan McDermott been in? I'm trying to think. I mean, he was... Uh, Cowboy Way? Cowboy Way. Oh, I mean, what other movies? Cowboy Way. I know him first season of American Horror Story. Miracle on 34th Street, the one with... the. Uh, uh, Mara Wilson, you know, Matilda. You ever see that? Matilda's a great fucking film. But he's not in Matilda. It's Mara Wilson. She's from Matilda. She's in the movie. And You ever watch Matilda? I've actually never seen it. It's so fucking good. Your boy's in it. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Is he? Yeah, I gotta watch. I heard it's a kid's, but, you know, comedy, but dark. Yeah, directed by Danny DeVito. I have it in voodoo. I don't know if it's shared. I want to do it for a cinema in a bus sometime. That'd be cool. You know, your father's coming. It'd give me an excuse to watch it. So does Dylan McDermott have an, a shitty accent in this movie? No, he just talks off uh, like, you know, until that day comes. He's trying to sound like a nice guy, but he's uh, an asshole. But yeah, basically, uh, fucking their buddy Nacho. Here's uh, fucking what's his name showing up. Oh, Ernie Hudson, my boy. Yeah, their buddy Nacho, he he they he came there to get his daughter, and fucking I guess Dilbert Durbin's like, oh, I want fucking more money, uh, give me more money, or I, or he can't take her, and he refused, so he killed him. Ernie Hudson, he's more than a character actor; he's like the side man, right? He's a he's a support guy, mm-hmm. and he might be the king of all support guys, the guy that never really gets a shot at being the lead dude. But he's always either like a bad guy or uh We should have a fucking Hudson exploitation. He could be done easily, man. I mean, he's incredible in Oz, but of course you do the Ghostbuster movies, which we've done, at least the second one. The Crow. Look, he's in the Crow. He could he's a he's a pretty lead part in that too, but he's still not the guy, the main guy. And uh but we he could even sort of segue into another exploitation, because we could end on 
the substitute with Tom Berenger. He's the bad guy in that movie. And then that could also start teacher exploitation because that's a whole subgenre too. You have is a substitute like a, a substitute teacher that like uh, I want to say I saw it, but I'm not sure. It's Tom Berenger, the guy who was in Sniper, right, in Platoon. And uh, I don't quite remember. He's not really a teacher. He's some kind of like enforcer. He's some kind of, I don't know if he's a cop or what he is, but he goes to the school. Uh, I want to say undercover. I might be fucking this up completely. But basically, I want to say there's a drug ring going on in the school. And I think he's there for that reason as substituting. We could do a high school uh, exploitation, do high school high with John Levitz. Do high school high, man. Uh, Class of 1984, that's a good one. But think about it. You have the substitute. Ernie Hudson is the principal. It turns out he's crooked, and he's actually the ringleader of the drug running through the high school. Um, And you could even do the principal with Jim Belushi, which is even lesser known. Um, You could do yeah, high school high, dangerous minds. That might be like the king of them all, right? And stand and deliver, dude, with fucking... Lou Diamond Phillips and what's his name? Uh, I gotta get through to these kids. Edward James Olmos, yeah. Mm-hmm. A class of nineteen eighty four. That's a good one. That's got fucking uh, Michael J. Fox in it. Early role. He calls himself Michael Fox in it. Yeah, I mean, so we don't really have to keep it straight at dramatic, you know, deep school movies. It could just be anything uh, with a school as like the the main vocal area i guess we did the faculty right or did we do that that was mac and zach no we haven't oh we didn't do that never done that you watched it oh okay i i just watched it recently the faculty would work 100 percent with usher with usher and all these other people that that movie kills me because it's just the king of oh yeah that guy's in this oh yeah that guy's in this every second there's somebody some relic of that period in time that pops up like oh yeah that guy's in this I'm surprised Freddie Prince Jr. didn't pop up at some point. Yeah, we could do those movies too. That's all right. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. I, you know what? I would actually would not be opposed to doing them because I'm pretty sure there's a Jack Black's in the second one. That makes it worth it. Yeah, he is. With a, he's got the like the weird cornrow things or something. He's like a fucking yeah, like Jamaican. He's got dreadlocks we could do them i mean if there's if there's a demand for it because those movies have a following especially people that were my age because i mean that was my age you know in the the mid late 90s that whole craze Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure there'd be appreciation for those in the scream movies and stuff i could do scream i like the first scream i like the second scream too I like the first scream the thing is is i was i actually really liked the scream movies when i was a kid because scream he kind of gets a pass because it started the trend, you know? Uh, so mm-hmm. I kind of look at the first scream as its own thing because it very well, it could have done just a few million less in the box office, not started this huge craze and not had any sequels. And it would be looked at as, you know, uh, this, 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 this gem. Oh, which is funny. I just noticed like today or last night, they made this shot on, I don't know. It's a straight to TV scream sequel and it's going on VH1 soon. Uh, with, uh, Sydney and the whole fucking characters in it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No way. I think it referred to it as a reboot. A v- YVH1. I don't fucking know. That makes no sense. I saw it on Bloody Disgusting or whatever. Okay, that sounds absolutely terrible, but... It does. I mean, eventually they are gonna, re- they do have to... Re- What'd you think of the last three movie? Four? Four? 
I thought it was better than three, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it had that cute chick in it. Yeah, Emma Roberts, the one chick that you want to blow. I want to blow that chick. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I had Kieran Culkin. The thing is, is those movies. There's only so much they can do to keep it fresh and keep the twist good. And I honestly think they try. They've done everything. You know what they could have done? I was thinking like they could have made a remake of Scream, but made it a self-aware remake. Oh yeah, self-aware remake of a self-aware. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that could maybe that could work in some weird way. Maybe because I think by the fourth one, while I think it's it's all right, it's a watchable movie. It's it's whatever. It's better than the third one. The third one was like jump the shark territory because they were trying to do, they were kind of trying to do that more self aware thing. They're trying to do the 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 meta thing that the first one is all about, and they try to do meta within meta within meta. Right? We're making yeah, I guess it's uh, like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. We're making the movie of the fucking. And Jay and Silent Bob were in the movie. <laughs> and then they're in it. I know. I think that was part of it. It's like mind fucking blown. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just thinking like, oh yeah, well, if they if they did a remake of Scream and made it self-aware, it'd be like, oh, somebody's copycatting Billy and what's his name's uh, killings and all that. And I, I think they kind of already did that in one of the sequels <laughs> or something. Uh, The fourth one, right? Maybe, yeah. The fourth one. The fourth one gets to be a little bit try hard with the twist. Like they're like, really, they're really grasping like really Sydney's niece now. Like, is it really mm-hmm. this connected? And, and yeah, they were, they remember cause uh, her and it was Kieran, Kieran Culkin or whichever Culkin's in that movie. And they yeah. were film students and they were whole, they, you know, they were super Uber film. Oh no. Kieran Culkin's character, whichever Culkin it is. He was like the film nerd in the AV club and they were obsessed with the murders. And what's her face? Emma Roberts was kind of obsessed with the attention that, you know, her fucking aunt got right. And it was another thing where two crazy people got together. I'm like, how many fucking crazy looms live in fucking Woodbury? And they're related to Sydney in some way. doesn't make any sense. Do you see that movie, The Black Coat's Daughter, that's on uh, Netflix now? Uh, I've seen it, but who's in that? Is it Emma Roberts? It's got Emma Roberts, is it? it? The hot chick from... Uh, Rob uh, Schneider? <laughs> the hot chick from uh, the, the Queen movie, his girlfriend. Okay. She had, like Before she dyed her hair blonde and was in that movie, she was in this guy's movies. It, it's the guy that... It's the son of uh, Norman Bates. This, oh, the real son? Yeah. Okay. Did you watch it, though? Is it good? Uh, I want to watch it again. He he makes a lot of slow burn movies. So, yeah, I want to watch it again. I'm going to hear you. That's a great scene. Yeah, so... That black clown was wearing white face, so I'm I'm offended. Dude, That that is Axl Rose today. Look at him. He's even got the handlebar mustache like Axl has. Hell yeah. Go to court, the FBI. <laughs> How's that song go? I love that song. It, it, IRS. The IRS. Yeah. It's a good song, man. I think it's a great record. I think it's a, it's got a bit of an identity crisis because the songs don't really go together. It's like a collection of really, really good tunes that sound like they're on different albums. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, which is a product of him doing that fucking thing for a couple of decades and having different musicians and changing his mind. And, you know, over the course of how many years was it like 13, 14? I don't remember. Uh, Some crazy, but over the course of 13, 14 years, I bet your musical tastes changed a little bit. You get into new stuff. You, you, you 
get into different phases. And it's just sort of a hodgepodge mm-hmm. of that much time. But uh, he had his Nine Inch Nails song on there, which was like the first track they released of the album. Yeah, and the Shackler. Yeah, that had Mickey Rourke in the video. Don't don't squeeze. Don't don't squeeze. Is it that one of the ones where like Buckethead was on it? Yeah, definitely it was. Um, and you can, I I don't know, but I don't. I all the songs have a charm to them, and there's they they play Chinese Democracy live on this reunion tour. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that was somewhere in Axel's contract. Like, look, we'll get this back together, but it's going to be like a Mark IV lineup. It's not going to be a, a reunion. And I do appreciate that. It's just another iteration of Guns N' Roses because even User Illusion was like a Mark II lineup, right? They Dizzy Reed, Matt Sorum, you know, it changes. So it, it helps you take it more seriously. See, look, I always felt bad for him right here. Can I have my money now, Mr. Stark? Look at that. Cold blooded. Yeah. Asshole. He, well, he technically bought him the farm, you know, <laughs> that's bad, but no, man. So, and, uh, because when I saw him live, no shit, they played for three and a half hours, which was actually a little too long. It was at least 15, 20 minutes too long, but it was appreciative. That's like, wow. You know, they've been, they haven't been around in so many years and they're giving fans three and a half hours. They played so much shit. Imagine having to do that, that throat technique he does. Sounds like he he's maneuvering his throat where it's like uh, I like I don't fucking know like the way you gotta do that to make that that noise and he he did it for three hours. That was probably part of it too, where it's like, well, we can't we gotta we gotta play my uh, Chinese democracy songs. Like, oh, we can't sacrifice any hits. Like, okay, well, we're gonna play extra fucking long. Are you gonna tell that guy no? He'll fucking call you a pussy and say that you know fucking your dad's got a bigger dick than you are or whatever. He play gets more pussy than you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Suck my fucking dick. They played three to five out- songs off Chinese democracy. It was a lot. and But the thing is, is they played for three and a half hours, and it still left more than enough time to play like every Guns N' Roses hit and a bunch of dig, deep cuts like uh, Coma, Dead Horse, you know, a bunch of shit. Did they, did they touch the spaghetti incident, though? That's what everybody's dying to know. They, uh, yeah, they did. They played uh, one of the covers, not Down on the Farm. Their Misfit song? Yeah, the Misfit song. Yeah. All right. They literally, they literally fucking went everywhere. I, I brought that up as a joke, and it, it was true. That's weird. But it is true. And Attitude. They played Attitude, yeah. They played the Misfit song and Duff singing and everything. And they played, uh, fuck, what else? They The thing is, is the Chinese democracy songs that were in the set, they worked well. Some some of the songs on that album, you could totally see the, the original band playing or where they would have went. Stuff like Shackler's Revenge or whatever, that fucking song doesn't fit, obviously. But... Fuck, did they play that? I don't know. It's weird. Oh, man. See, he paid him his due. He tipped his hat to him. Yeah, he got to tip his hat to uh, fucking. He, he did set him up to fail, though. He's kind of an asshole, but I felt bad for him as a kid. Let's see. You know, I just remember the end of this movie when uh, Woody Harrelson, at some point they crash like a, a catwalk and he gets a deal with Calvin Klein. And he's on a billboard at the end. <laughs> That's kind of the only thing I really recall. See, I, I saw this movie a couple more times than you did, apparently. Let's see. see, he's bringing up the fact that he didn't show up to that fucking uh, rodeo. Mm, 
trying to see. I don't know. It's down payment to my ranch. I like Kiefer Sutherland. I think he's a good actor. He uh, he's a fucking. Uh, he's got a snake. He's what, a, what, what's the snake he played? What they call him, Phantom Snake? Oh, Naked Snake. No, uh, Venom Snake. Venom Snake. Venom Snake. Whatever. Yeah, did we ever talk about that ending? What'd you think about it, ending? I think we did. We had to. Did I think of what? The, the ending of Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, the ending? Uh, anybody that plays games, uh, I thought... You mean the twist or, like, the ending as a whole that it was unfinished? The twist. I thought the twist was cool. Mm-hmm. Because... They needed to do something that was going to kind of make your mouth open. Like, okay, because it was very Kojima-esque. And, uh, See, me and Mac, if you go back and listen to like Mac and Zach like a year or two before that game came out, we were speculating. Oh, uh, fuck it, I, I'm thinking that's not a snake. I, I think it's, uh, uh, what, what was it, Decoy Octopus. You're playing Decoy Octopus in this game. The, the the character they talked about in Metal Gear Solid. So it's tough to really keep up with the the fucking crazy story, like all the games, especially if you're like me and you play the games kind of as they come out, and it's like some years go by. It's not a story that sticks to you because it's so fucking overblown. Um, you'd almost have to play every game in order and have a marathon with. I've I've done that multiple times. Yeah. Okay, and then maybe then. Every time, for a while, every time there was a new game coming out or a, an updated version, like the subsistence version of Part Tree, I would marathon them all in order. So, in that case, I, I, I maybe I would have been able to make some educated guesses on where that story was going in Part Five. Like I think my yeah. brother did. My brother even was like, "Dude, it's fucking so obvious. This and that and that." I'm like, I, I, I yeah, I pat the whole the story's patchy to me. All of two, you might as well fucking just brief me on it because two's like just what the fuck. That's the hardest one to follow, yeah. And it's an important one. But it's not impossible, yeah. It's an important one by the at the end of the day. Don't do what? Don't do this? This is great. Would you like fucking, uh, you know, Sutherland do this to you? Uh, hog tie me and fuck my ass? What? Fuck yeah. Oh, uh, you know what, though? Hey, I want to say about the, the Metal Gear thing. Uh, one thing I wish they would do... Uh, and it makes sense, man. If Konami owns the IP and they just want to exploit it, and make pachinko machines and just drain it and make money, they should release an updated version of, of four for like the modern consoles. Yeah. See, oh, here's the, the beat in the story where uh, Pepper sees him selling their belt buckle. He's got to go fucking uh, make everything better. He's like, oh, no, Sully, don't do that. Oh, dude, that's Yolanda from Selena that she kills Selena. Is that Yolanda? No, it's not her. It looks like her. I want to say that's uh, the uh, Mrs. Wilson from uh, Dennis the Menace movie. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Directed by fucking Michael Myers himself. But yeah, man. I wish they would release a, uh, you know, updated remaster of uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 because I actually really want to play it. They could just fucking, uh, they wouldn't even have to do that much and they'd be making bank. I'd buy it. It'd be easy money. Just release it as a download. You don't have to release it physical if you really don't want to. And uh, I wanted them to fucking remake uh, Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. Me too. I thought, see, before Metal Gear Solid 5 came out, like you and Mac were talking about, I predicted that it was going to go full circle and it was going to end with, I mean, it kind of did with some of the the epilogue shit, 
but it was really going to end with uh, uh, the beginning of the original Metal Gear. And I thought that's where we were going when, you know, you have Eli and all that shit. Like, oh, man, it's really going to take it there. But it kind of ends abruptly. But I was hoping it was going to end there. And I thought when the game actually concluded, it was going to end with David Hayter saying, kept you waiting, huh? And David Hayter was going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I thought it was all a big troll. Like, David Hayter was a part of it, but they were just separating Big Boss from David Hayter because the graphics were getting so good and the, and the narratives were really becoming their own thing. And it was going to all signify that the next game in the official arc was a remake of Metal Gear 1 and 2, maybe just sandwiched together as one game. Those are good, too. Yeah. They get past the uh, the datedness of them. Well, they and they and they need those are games I would have stood behind 100% as far as remake. Like, those games. They're very simple, but that's because the format was simple. He could expand on those. He could just combine one and two, make it one big game somehow. Um, you could take liberties. I mean, those stories are so bare that you could fucking change some shit and add a bunch of shit. I mean, he could have made a really cool epic that wraps it all together because that would have been a really good final story to have a young solid snake going up against a uh, big boss. And in fact, it would have made more sense because now we know we're going up against the decoy, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been fucking cool because we got we would have actually got to see cinematically the weird corruption of the decoy or whatever. Yeah, but and yeah, that was also like um, people were speculating. Okay, so uh, is uh, Metal Gear is it the decoy or is Metal Gear Two the decoy? And people were like, uh, I was like, uh, how could it? Because I was like, oh, well, at the end of Metal Gear Two, fucking uh, Big Boss catches on fire. And then, like, uh, and then later on in part four, they have the body, and it looks like, yeah, he might have been burned or something. But then we find out that wasn't even his body, so maybe part two was the decoy. You never know. Uh, I'm pretty sure the first one, Outer Heaven, was the decoy, but Zanzibar was the real. Or am I getting it backwards? Yeah, Zanzibar is the second game. Okay, and that's the real one. Yeah, I was confused because, like, oh, he he sets on fire. But I guess every enemy kind of did that effect, uh, if I remember right. So they were just kind of writing as they went. Yeah. You know, they that that was a new thing. They didn't fucking have all the shit planned out. They're like, maybe they were like, oh man, I kind of regret doing that pixelated fire graphic. Eh, it's misleading. Mm-hmm. But anywho, so where are we at now? What's going on? Uh, now he's sneaking in to fucking uh, get that chick. The cute chick. Teresa. Screw you, cowboy. I ain't talking. I He was in that movie Waiting, too. I revisited that movie with Andy Milanakis. <laughs> I remember when that movie came out, I watched it for like five minutes and thought, this looks like shit. And <laughs> never touched it. Yeah. It's not a great comedy. Um, it's not... Like I can't sit through it if you really make me or anything, but it's it doesn't make you laugh like you hope it does. Like this should be funny, um, but you know it's. I remember uh, I watched it. You, know, you ever go to someone's house and they have like a, a nice TV? Like maybe they just got like a, an HD TV and they're they're like uh, they're full they're full of shit. They're like, oh, I'm gonna leave the smooth picture on because it looks better. I think so. That might have been one of the reasons why I was like, this looks like because I thought it looked like it was shot on like a fucking VHS camera or something. And I doubt the movie actually looks like that. It's just not a great, great movie. Um, it's not unwatchable, mm-hmm. but Louis Guzman's in it. He's like the head chef and or the cook in the back of the house. And they play this game where they all want everybody to see. You got to make someone walk into you showing your dick. 
Um, it's actually, if you ever worked in a restaurant, it's only slightly exaggerated on what they do in restaurants. So it's kind of fun for that aspect because I can relate to everything they're doing, but the movie's not that great. Do they ever really uh, spit in food? Yeah, like I said, it's exaggerated. So in that movie, they touch on it and they're doing it hardcore. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but has it happened? Yeah, it's fucking happened. Dude, one time uh, I worked at this place. Hey, is that Tom Waits, dude? <laughs> Looks like him. Hey, uh, anyway, uh, he, he was, we were working on an open line. And- oh, was that who I think it was? What? I think that guy that took his uh, hat or his jacket or whatever was, uh... fuck, I forgot his name. What? Never mind. I forgot his name. It doesn't matter anyway. Go ahead. Is that the guy from Dumb and Dumber? The bartender from Dumb and Dumber? Maybe. He's a bartender in this? Yeah. Same character. Yeah, it what is. What the fuck, man? Typecast. She has dinner. What is that supposed to mean? I like how he took that so well. Uh, you wouldn't want to know she. Yeah, his family is a big place. I mean, now I'll dry, just straighten his tie casually. I'm like, that dude just fucking assaulted you, man. I I don't know. You would have thought he would have at least thrown him the fuck out or something. But no, anyway, what was I saying? Waiting. Was I talking? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I used to work at this one place for a few years uh, when I was a teenager. We had an open line. So, you know, it's one of those places where you're in the dining room and you could see us cooking your food, right? Uh, right up front. And this one waitress kind of goes up to the line and basically says something like in that movie, like, this guy's fucking being an asshole. Will you fuck his food up for me? And uh, you know, the, 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 my buddy, the cook, I, I don't know if it's my buddy or not, but one of the cooks next to me, he literally takes the saute pan. And uh, he bends down to where people can't see, right? You know, I mean, we could be bending down and fucking in a cupboard or something down that they don't know. But he bends down out of plain sight. And then he lifts open one of the grates on the drains on the floor. And he scoops up this nasty fucking shitty scum that's at the bottom of it that just builds up all day long. And he throws it in the saute pan and mixes it up in the pasta. That's raw. Yeah, it's fucking raw. Dude, there could be raw chicken in there, pit bits and pieces. There could be fucking glass if somebody broke something. Dude, and this is a guy that just gave no fucks, I guess, but I couldn't do that. Yeah, it's brutal. Like, yeah. I know, I know people are fucking uh human beings are fucking weird creatures. They have bad days. The guy that's being a dick, he's probably not a dick all the time. So, I think it's one of those things that you know, they're just exaggerating on these talking points that ha- about restaurants, but it do- I don't think it happens that much, but it has happened and it will happen. What about those guys that were at a McDonald's and they jerked off in somebody's fucking shit? Remember that? What was that story a couple years ago? Semen? Something like that. Yeah, I, I remember. They were, jerk- they were jerking off in the, the sandwiches like it was mayonnaise and putting it, putting the bun on it and people were just biting into it, fucking eating jizz. Attitude. For some reason, I, always remember, I remember this line. The hat, the boots. <laughs> He's perfect. We like the colors. You ever seen that movie, Furniture of Poor? Sorry. I like these guys. That's weird. That's supposed to be high art. I, I remember a fucking, uh, what, what was it? Uh, that that show we watched, uh, the Hulu show with uh, the, the girl that got the, the her boyfriend to kill her mom. Mm-hmm. The act. That was a part of the story that wasn't in that. Or, but no, it was. I think they did mention it. Like, uh, he got in trouble, like, like years before that for, like, going into a McDonald's and masturbating for, like, five straight hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. It's, like, for five hours. You knew he was in there for five hours jacking off. Yeah. Uh, see, I could, uh, I could picture myself be like, that guy's in there jacking off. I'm not going to say anything because I want to see how long it takes him. 
And then I'm going to yell at him when he comes out. I want to say that you ever watched Law & Order SVU? Mm -mm. They do a lot of the episodes based on real crimes, but they kind of like, you know, make them up a little bit. They change names and all that stuff. But they're clearly inspired by real cases. Some of them are pretty modern, too. And you can Mm -hmm. tell what they are. But I want to say there's an episode that, uh, what's his face, Robin Williams guest starred on. Yeah, and they made a movie that that was kind of like that, where the guy calls, prank calls a McDonald's or something. Oh, they made a movie. I want to say, I want to say they based that off a real story. Yeah, the movie was called like Compliance or something like that. Okay, do you familiar with the story? Mm-hmm. You know, it ridiculous, man. But if anybody's gonna fall for it, maybe it's somebody that works one of those joints. Take it off. <laughs> See, this is how he ends up on an underwear commercial at the end. He, he gets in with these fashion people. Hey, man, that shirt he's wearing, that's the exact same shirt he had at the beginning of the movie, except it's black, and it's not a red one, but it's the same exact shirt. He's like me. When I find a shirt I really, really, really like, I usually buy a few colors of that shirt. Cool. I do it all the time, man. Cool. I, I, like, whenever I was losing weight, I got a fucking, uh, you ever hear the band Cursed? Uh, Probably for through you. Uh, I'm probably, well, I, I bought a shirt uh, whenever I was an XL, and then I could I was it was getting too big for me, so I rebought it as an L. It is dog. I've done that. I've done that where I I changed sizes and I I bought shirts I really loved again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've done that because it's too hard to shrink shit in the wash because now everything's pretty shrunk. It seems like yeah. But it's hard to shrink shit that, you know, like, let's say you just want to shrink it down to the size you are now. It doesn't shrink the way you want to shrink it. It's not like it necessarily takes it down a size. It, it, it just, I don't know, warps it. It doesn't, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shirts, man, you got your swag coming in the mail here soon. That's a nice segue into reminding everybody that we now have a Teespring set up with some, uh, some merch for anybody that wants to support the channel and stuff. Got some cool tees up there. Mm-hmm. Um and what and other stuff, there's uh it's pretty fleshed out now. I mean, I'd say this st- we can add stuff along the way if there's a if there's a, a desire for it or a clamoring for it. But we got you know uh we got a couple of good revival shirts. We got a couple of Mac and Zach shirts. We got a ooh, a BTM shirt in there, and yeah, it's pretty rock solid, man. Pretty excited about it. Yeah, yeah, you need to show me how to like add it to the store because like we we thought up some meme shirts for Mac and Zach a couple times. Yeah, like the pizza fucking head shirt. Okay, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I yeah, we'll add a couple. Of, I want to add one more BTM shirt. It's just about getting a design and stuff like that. I don't want to get too crazy. Like I don't think we should. Mac and Zach's got a couple of shirts. Let's we can maybe do another one or whatever. But like I. I don't think we should get too insane with it. I think that gets overwhelming when there's a bunch of shit. Uh, but anyway, if you guys dig it, at least check out the link. We can't, uh, we can put the links down below in the video. We can't do that thing where they actually have the thumbnails of the stuff yet. Cause uh, you know, YouTube, they keep departnering us and all this bullshit, but it is what it is. If you guys could check the links and go over there, at least check out what we got, man. And uh Teespring's pretty cool. I get why everybody does that now, because back in the day, overhead was an issue. We'd go to one of these conventions like we're going to in KC, and we just have to sort of guesstimate and bring a bunch of shit. I'd have to pack it up and carry it with me, which is annoying. And then whatever you didn't pitch off, you got to bring back, and it just sits in your closet. This is all made to order stuff. So it takes a little bit to arrive to you, 
because it's all made to order. You're not going to get it in like two or three days, but you'll get it in a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, it's quality shit, so I'm happy about it. And it doesn't cost us anything extra for overhead. And they kick us out. I think they kick the channel back a pretty good pro- uh, percentage, so it really does help the channel. So mm-hmm. Look at him licking her do why. Shiver shy. You never had a shiver shy? No. It's pretty donk. I don't even know what you said. Shiver shy? <laughs> shiver shot, I think it is. Yeah, I, I never could tell what he said, really. Is it good? No, so. Yeah, I know you got the worm. I don't know why I'm asking this. It just kind of came out of nowhere because at first I thought, it's because at first I thought you said stripper shot, but have you ever been to a strip club? Uh, no. No? Has Mac ever been to a strip club? Probably. Have you ever been invited to go to a strip club? Uh, no. Yeah. Don't, uh, not my thing. Just don't waste your money. It's, I don't understand people that do it. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, I live in a town where there isn't any. And if that you live in a town where if there, even if there was one strip club, you'd probably want to stay away from it. Yeah. You know, because I didn't know this is a costume party. I've only ever been to one strip club in my life and it was just last year and it was kind of not my, you know, my plan. And it's not what I basically had to rescue a buddy of mine that was getting shit faced and he was on, you know, all kinds of stuff and he was going to get himself into trouble. And, uh, I had to get him out of there and I'm like, it's, it wasn't fun. I think back told me one time he was at a strip club and he, he got one of the, the strippers to do stuff with him. I was like, uh, how many other guys did the same thing, man? Yeah, yeah, it's called prostitution. She she could have got the crabs. That's prostitution. My my brother, uh, I guess I guess, fuck. Maybe I shouldn't even said brother because that's kind of doxing. I got like seven brothers. <laughs> Try and guess which one it is. I just I just told fucking Max story. <laughs> well, I've got a sibling that went to a strip club once and i guess they frequented it a few times and uh they got a couple of dances uh like private dances from this one chick i guess that he said she was hot and all that stuff but uh you know she tried to solicit you know because a lot of them will do that back room soliciting like actual fucking Mm -hmm. you know for money and uh she said she made him an offer he definitely had an easy time refusing she's like oh i'll let you eat my pussy for 50 bucks he's like what me eat your pussy for 50 bucks like uh, why do you why do i gotta do the work yeah and it's it's not like you should pay me 50 bucks to do that you know a lot of guys don't like eating pussy to begin with not to mention a stripper's pussy that's probably you know done this with a few guys that night like what anyway i thought it was funny i want a sweet leather jacket like that someday i wonder if i could pull it off it's pleather yeah, it might be fake. So, damn movie. This uh, I don't know if this movie's going by fast or slow. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. Oh, look, he's got his pinky out. He's fancy. Let me drink that. You, what was your uh, What was your favorite Woody Harrelson movie? I don't think you ever addressed. Is it this one? I said, uh, the people versus Larry Flint. That's your favorite one? It's fucking hysterical. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I have seen it. Larry Flint's in the movie too. Yeah, I know he is. I I think, dude, I think Courtney Love is insufferable though. Uh, I I never thought she was too bad in the movie. 
I mean, it, she's just got this. Who gave her an acting career there for a while, you know? It's kind of weird. Yeah, I think it was directed by the same guy that made Man on the Moon. So he cast her in both those movies. Oh, that's right. I forgot she was in Man on the Moon. Yeah, that's right. And she, dude, I, I don't know. I just... Usually if somebody's brought into, mo- into movies from the music world, they had a really successful career in music, right? Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a weird transition. Whole. Yeah, they had that one song, right? But then she, uh, fucking whatever, Kurt Cobain died, she covered one of Nirvana's uh, only songs that they recorded that wasn't out yet and made money off of it before she put out the Nirvana version. Which song was it? What song was it? You know, I, I know you're right. Are you? Is it? The, I know you're right. I know, Yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, you know I'm right or whatever it was. I just know that that fucking like what was it called? Doll or doll skin? What was the what was the fucking song? That one song they had. Uh, I'll make me over. Did da, it? Da, did da, it? Da, did da, it? That's yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah, it was on the, the the American Pie soundtrack. That's about all she had. I mean, whole. That's uh, every time I think of that, I, I think of whatever movies and Butthead were watching the music video for that, and he's just like, "Hole." <laughs> How come we haven't done Beavis and Butthead do America? I don't fucking know. And we and we finally do an animated movie, and it's not that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that has to be number two in our anime exploitation. Hell yeah! I remember when I saw Beavis and Butthead do America. I really wanted to watch it, but I didn't think it was great even when I was a kid. I thought like it's not as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. You know, I they didn't go it, full R rated with it. That that's the one thing that hurt it. It's like yeah, it's like they should have went all the way. Yeah, like I was, I remember like uh, Beavis and Butthead. For some reason, I was I was so young when that show was out. I wasn't allowed to watch it, even though I was uh, instantly. Uh, my mom and dad watched South Park. It was only my mom that didn't want me watching Beavis and Butthead. I don't remember how old I was. But like uh, when South Park was brand new, I remember my mom and dad watched it and said, "Yeah, you can watch that." And it was the episode. I still remember the episode. It was the episode where they get Mister Garrison to fuck the pig. Oh. Or no, they try to get the elephant to fuck the pig. It ends with Mister Garrison fucking the pig. Yeah, I mean, Beavis and Butthead had this reputation about it for being, you know, horrible, but they really didn't. I mean, it was yeah. getting it was getting accused of influencing kids to do stupid shit. I think that was probably what it was. My parents probably never watched it. They probably just heard all the shit about like, oh yeah, there's a, there's an episode where they get high by sniffing paint and uh, do shit or something. Which which is of concern. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's not. I was a smart kid. I know you don't fucking huff. I knew they were cartoons, right? Maybe don't make a five year old, a four year old watch it. I don't know. But like, I'm not an idiot. Like I I know <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna put a dog in a washing machine, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever. I'm not going to fucking put a firecracker in a frog's ass or whatever it is they do. I, frog baseball. Frog baseball. That's the original short, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, they should have went all in with it and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the big man now. Mad dog show. That guy doesn't age, man. Black don't crack. It really doesn't. He's he's a fucking king. He's uh, I think he's like he's fucking Bathory. He's like a descendant or something. When you when you look at any uh, photos of what's left of the Ghostbuster gang, you know, together and uh, dude, he looks way better. Bill Murray looks like a decaying <laughs> corpse. You see his face. He sold that nut kick uh, exquisitely. 
Are we almost to the part where uh, the uh, Louis Guzman gets his dick sucked? That's right here, baby. They they pick him up, take him with him. Oh yeah, and oh, they're talking about like, uh, oh yeah, he doesn't know any better. It's like it's his mama's teat. Yeah, uh, that he's like, yeah, that uh, it thinks your little weenie's his mom's tit. Do you think he? Do you think it feels good? I don't know. Their their tongues are probably pretty tough. <laughs> Dude, he's probably swallowing of his balls too, like the big mouth, that giant tongue. What if they have like sandpaper tongues, like cats? Yeah, that's like it just fucking grabs onto your cock and pulls it off. I wish we were. I wish we were doing a podcast with your buddy that fucked his sister and the dog too, because he'd be the guy to ask. Like, <laughs> hey man, do you think that feel good? Would you try it? <laughs> That'd be dog. See, maybe one day we could kidnap him and get him on an episode of uh, what's it called? Deepin. Is he out of uh, incest jail yet, or what? I don't know. Have you ever tried to Google him or like Facebook him or just look him up? I've have. I think I have him on Facebook. Oh, for real? I think so. What's his name again? <laughs> I'll tell you after we're done. I think I got you. Here's, here's that scene. All right. I just can't remember what his face looks like. Does he look like he's enjoying it, or does he look like he's in pain? Uh, I think he's crying or he's screaming the whole time. Uh, oh, if say if he was crying, I wonder if it's a look of I don't like this, but I'm I'm ashamed that I enjoy it. <laughs> that it doesn't feel that bad. I imagine it would tickle a lot. Man, he's hungry. Does he really got that look on that face? That calf is so fucking funny. Would he really think that was a teat? Look at the look on his face. I don't remember what. I don't. I don't know if that would really happen. Are they that stupid? They're gonna look at a dick and think it's a teat. I don't know. Especially that guy's t- uh, dick. It looks. Like, I mean, they don't show it obviously, but it looks like it's got to look. It's got to be like a mossy tree trunk. It looks like he's got hair all the way down to the fucking head. Okay. Oh man. Uh-huh. Oh, we don't get to see his face. Exactly. I was hoping it was going to do a Dan Aykroyd and zoom in on his face and he was going to go cross-eyed like the ghost blowjob in the dream. <laughs> see, this uh, this fucking, uh, the fucking final action sequence is pretty funny. The scene where he, gets, he meets his demise, I always laugh at. I don't remember it. You're going to see it, baby. Look, they're, they're going in. They might. They don't know if they're gonna make it out alive. They gotta put this this fucking uh, this elephant in the room. They gotta they squash the beef. That's good. Kiefer Sutherland. He's one of those guys that made himself. He always looked way older than he was because he had a stash in certain things, right? I don't. I don't see that. The mustache doesn't make people look older to me. <laughs> really? It's because you fucking got one. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Kiefer Sutherland. Looked younger in 24. And to a degree, he looks younger now, clean shaven. But, you know, he doesn't. Look at his face. It's all smooth there. But he's got a little bit of that middle-aged weight on him. And he was ended up getting fit later, like skinny. But since he's a little, you know, not chubby, but you know what I mean. He's, he's got some extra meat on his bones. And he's got that fucking dad mustache. It makes him look like he's about 40. And he's probably what? 30? I don't know. Young Guns. Young Guns, too. I uh, Did he have a... I can't remember if he had a facial hair in Young Guns, but you ever watch Flatliners? I never watched it. It's, it's not bad. Did you watch that reboot? Yeah, that's fucking abysmal. Yeah, wasn't that technically a sequel and not a reboot remake? Um, no, I think it was a reboot because uh, fucking uh, he has a cameo in it, and 
they don't acknowledge him as the character he was in the original. Okay, so it could just be like a nod. Yeah, I know. I never watched Flatliners. It's not terrible. Did you ever see Three Musketeers? No. Maybe. The, the Disney movie with Kiefer? That's a good movie, man. I might have seen that one. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. And if we ever get around to doing our live action Disney exploitation movies, we got to throw that in there, man. Tim Curry's good in it. Uh, Oliver Platt's good in it. They're all good in it, man. Only if we could do Homeward Bound. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fair guy. As a dog film. You could hear me cry at the end. I always do. If it's Disney, we could do Homeward Bound. I think we got to do uh, Man of the House finally because we got that in the box. We've had that a long time in there. Yeah, we should just have a clean out our box exploitation. A clean out our box exploitation. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> but we already started this one a long time ago when we did Heavyweights. The thing is, is that the exploitation for that, if we really wanted to do everything, would take forever. Well, we did. Do we do First Kid or not? Nope. First kid. That's Disney exploitation. And that could wrap up maybe our Sinbad exploitation because I don't want to do Good Burger. Uh, oh, we got to do Good Burger now that they could do a sequel. We could do Good Burger. Um, they brought back all that, baby. I know. Kel Mitchell. Dude, Black Don't Crack. He looks exactly fucking the same. But it's great, though. So, yeah, we'd have to do. I mean, I'd want to do all the Mighty Duck movies eventually, but for the sake of exploitation themed month, where we can only say do like four or five, I would say we do your Homer Bound. I've been kind of wanting to do uh, fucking uh, Toy Story now that they're doing another one. I haven't seen the original one ever. I saw Toy Story four and with with, Ch- with Child's Play this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Ch- uh, toy- Since I don't plan on doing like a cinema for enema for fucking Toy Story, I'll talk about it. It was good, you know, Toy Story. They're very consistent movies, right? They're very consistently good movies. And even if you have to order them in a particular sequencing or whatever, least to greatest or whatever, they're still all really good movies. And you're kind of, you're really splitting hairs on ordering them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this one was good. It wasn't as good as three. See, I thought three was just okay at best. Really? I thought I thought two was just eh, the weakest. Yeah, everybody loves two. Really? You know, for some reason, I've heard a lot of people come out and say they like two is the, the best recently. I like the first one the best. Yeah, I, I always thought the first one was the better one. I haven't seen it forever, though. Everybody says the animation is the most dated in the first one. It is, but I don't hold that against it because that movie came out in 1995, and at the time, it was ahead of its time. I mean, technology's it's due to advance, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Give it, give it, give it some respect because the the series has been around what twenty four years at this point. Of course, the first one's gonna look not as good. Yeah, but it still looks pretty good. Fun fact: uh, the the fat guy in the the Child's Play remake. I thought of the fucking fat guy from Part Two of Toy Story. Yeah, and uh, he kind of reminded me of uh, Jack Black too. <laughs> A weird Jack Black guy. I was like, oh, it's the guy from Toy Story Two playing the same character. Al's Toybine, Al's Toybine, Atlas. He's gonna fall asleep eating fucking Cheetos again and have the Cheeto dust all over his fingers. To be to be fair, I have not seen Toy Story two in a long time, so I I wouldn't mind watching. I saw it in theaters. I did too. My little sister did she, when she was like a, a kid. She wore that movie out all the time. But and my brother, one of my brothers, he's uh fuck, how old is he? He's uh, 16 or 17 or something like that he got his name from stinky pete prospector his <laughs> his name is lane but when he was born my little sister was 
you know, a few years old. She was a toddler and she was obsessed with Toy Story 2 on VHS because it was a, you know, it was only a year old at that point or something. I don't know. But uh, a couple years old. And she was obsessed with it. It was on all the time, all the time. And then it just, it was right time, place, and circumstance. She was in the middle of watching it as usual. And Stinky Pete Prospector was probably on a scene on the TV. And my brother Lane had a stinky diaper. And my dad just went, all right, Stinky Pete. And it just never left. And over the years, Stinky Pete became Pete. And now he's Pete. To the whole family, he's Pete. He's fucking 17 years old and he's Pete. Should have had another kid named him Pete. And you could have, they could have had the, uh, they could have been in the reboot of Pete and Pete. No, my my one year later, his brothers, uh, his brother Logan was born, and my dad hated that name, but my dad wasn't around. My dad, my I mean, not to make it all dramatic, but when my mom was having that kid, who I think, who I think was, uh, fuck, I think he was sired when my mom was asleep. <sighs> my mom, my dad, literally came home and did the thing with my mom while she was sleeping. But to be fair, my mom drank a lot and she could have slept through a hurricane, right? But anyway, I digress. That's disgusting. I can feel the vomit in my mouth. But anyway, so one year later he came and my dad was, when my, my mom was giving birth to him, my dad was on a fucking drug bender. So he wasn't around for the birth. And in fact... I think he did go to the hospital initially, but he disappeared. And it was funny. My mom didn't have a way of getting home because the car, quote unquote, got stolen at the hospital. Okay. Like my dad had no connection to that at all, whether it be drug dealers or what. But uh, I don't remember how my mom got home. But we didn't have a car anymore. Anyway, his name was my my dad wasn't around to chip in. He wasn't around during that whole nine months at all. He's kind of doing his thing, so he wasn't there to help my mom come up with a name. And to be honest with you, it was just it was kind of old news at that point anyway. Oh wow, kid number fucking nine or ten. It, it wasn't special. Name him fucking whatever the hell you want type of thing. But my mom named him Logan. And then when my dad finally reared his head in, he's like, "That name is fucking stupid." I W repeat repeat but then that kind of changed and it became skeet pete and skeet so my cousin skeeter yeah my cousin my brother's names are pete and skeet fucking logan is stupid but naming him after jizz that's fine my dad thought i <laughs> yeah now now skeeter was that south park they don't mean you no harm <laughs> now skeety ain't hurt nobody he ain't hurt nobody yeah so it's funny though i, I think skeet's kind of a cool name though it's a cool nickname. Yeah, fucking weird names. I was like, uh, fucking Jamal. I always thought it was a cool name. Fucking Dimitri. Jamal's not a weird name, dude. Dimitri's a Russian name, one of the most popular Russian names. They're fucking weird to me, then. They're weird. I hear them as think they sound weird. Go to Russia, and you're going to throw a stone and hit 10 Dimitris. Dimitri. Uh, and Jamal, that's, that's not a, a weird name. Is that a common name? It's it's a common in like African American culture. I don't, I don't I can still think it sounds weird if it's a common name. Zach sounds fucking weird. Yeah, well anyway, I thought you were gonna say weird stuff like Jason Lee's jet pilot kid. What's his name? Jet pi- fucking uh whatever. Some weird fucking name. Skeet's a cool nickname. I don't know. Fucking uh, the the original vocalist for D- Dillinger Escape Plan's name was Dimitri. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Why Why don't you name your? Uh, Did you ever hear Dead Guy? No. 
That was a band he was in before he joined mm. Dillinger's Escape Plan. This just sounds like Dillinger's Escape Plan. Why don't you name your firstborn Jamal, and we'll see how far that goes. Donk. Can you imagine your your baby going to school when his name is Jamal? Hell yeah. Malcolm Jamal Warner, dude. Cosby Show. He had the name, too. It's not. It's it's pretty known. Jamal Dimitri. Seabear and Jamal. You remember that Fox Kids cartoon, man? <laughs> and it was like a an African-American cartoon. Seabear and Jamal. And Seabear was his teddy bear that came to life and talked, and he was like a hip-hop teddy bear voiced by Tone Low. Donk. Yeah. Back when Tone Low was a thing. We still need to do our Tone Low exploitation because he's... Let's do it. Tone Low's got like, what, three movies? He was in... Uh, we did Surf Ninjas already, sadly. And... Ace Ventura. We gotta do Ace Ventura. And then he was in... He was technically in the movie Heat. He got lucky with that one. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of a long movie to do for a commentary. Oh. I wouldn't mind doing that for like a cinema anima. But that was another time, place, and circumstance situation. Because it's like, hey, you're lucky. Because you did all your movies in like the same year. And you just happened to land one that wasn't fucking retarded. Yeah, did you did you watch uh, this uh, my cinema anime pick yet, Wicker Man? No, is it, it's in the box, right? Yup, I'm looking forward to know what you think of that Bible. Is that streaming by chance? You would think it might be streaming on like Amazon. I had it on Vudu, but it didn't share. That sucks. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll try and acquire it that way because I would like to watch it, but not on my TV. But if I have to watch it, that's fine. I'll watch it on the PC. Uh, we got time to do that because we're going to do child's play, uh, cinema anima, but, uh, yeah, I, sadly, I remember the Nicolas Cage one really well, too well. <laughs> See, we could do that. Uh, we could back to back with a BTM of the Nicolas Cage movie. That'd be funny. That would be funny. Cause we wouldn't have to pay attention cause we know the story and we could just laugh at the stupid shit. Is that the one where he's like, bees, bees, <laughs> bees. That would be fun. To do a commentary for the Nick Cage one, because we cause don't you want to have a Nick Cage exploitation? Fuck, man, fucking the the Cage. Yeah, why not? No, I think I think Rage Cage. I think that's a pretty cool idea. I'm trying to think of ideas for the buddy buddy exploitation. We had to do Harley Davidson, and technically, Lethal Weapon belongs in there. But there's 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 a lot of good flicks. We could do Lethal Weapon too. Man, Biodome belongs in there, but. Technically. No, I'd like to do Lethal Weapon 2. Like, if I had my choices, it'd be uh, Harley Davidson, Lethal Weapon 2. And uh got to have one more in there, at least. Do Cop and a Half. Burt Reynolds and a fucking uh, a kid. Yeah, that kind of goes into the kid subgenre with the adult, but I'd do that. Oh, I think that's great, man. That could be something like the last one. You know, because I'm trying to do this thing where we segue into another one that kind of belongs in both. Cop and a Half, man. I've never seen that movie. They made a sequel to it recently. Yeah, who was in that? I forgot. It's like uh, an Asian dude and some little girl. I don't know their names. Cop and a Half. We got to do uh, Getting Even with Dad. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's some more in there. Why does it sound like Cop and a Half would have Dolph Lundgren in it? Probably because he did Kindergarten Cop, too. <laughs> did you ever watch the sequel to that? No, dude, I'd rather be caught dead. Bill Bellamy and uh, Dolph Lundgren. No thanks. Bill Bellamy is like, I don't want to say he's the dime store Kevin Hart because he came first. Bill Bellamy, see, full circle, Bill Bellamy was the voice of Cousin Skeeter. Yeah? Oh, you're right. Okay. 
He was in that movie Def Jam's How to Be a Playa. You remember that movie? Yeah, it was like the only movie he was in. Yeah, it was. Everything I know of from was like fucking shit no one else would. Like, oh, he was in an episode of Keely Kelly. He was on Cousin Skeeter. I think he was like an MTV VJ or something, right? Something, yeah. I don't know. He did comedy, uh, but he was like a VJ. And yeah, he did that How to Be a Player movie, which I, I think I... I was just at the right place, right time when it was a new movie and they were playing it like crazy on stuff like USA Network. Mm-hmm. But I, I watched that movie a handful of times. I remember it had Lark Voorhees in it, right? From Saved by the Bell, Lisa Turtle. She's all crazy apparently now. She lost yeah, her mind. That's, that's weird. Like those movies that come out at the right time, they're just always on TV. So you, you see them so much like uh, fucking Mo Money was like that for me. Mo Money was that the Damon Wayans movie with Marlon Wayans? <laughs> Marlon Wayans and Damon Wayans and uh, Stacy Dash, that hardcore right person that's always on like the Fox News. Uh, she's on Clueless. Yeah, I only remember them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, she's on Clueless too. What's the other movie too? Do you remember that movie Fat Beach? P H A T. Uh, no. Fat Beach. It was this other movie. Oh, yeah. I remember the box. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Fat Beach. I remember the VHS cover. For some reason, I watched that movie a handful of times, too, because they would run it on USA Network all the time. And I remember kind of liking it. I'd kind of like to watch it. And it's got dated references, too, because, like, the fat guy, the main guy in the movie, he's all like, he was trying to get, he had no game, right? He couldn't get laid. And he's like, I'm one of the fat boys. The fat boys. That's the reference he used, man. Nobody would get that. She's like, which one? Uh, the fat one, the one that breathes a lot, the one that breathes a lot, the one you know that you know that movie Freddy's Dead. That was uh, that was, they were they were in the fourth movie. Oh, the fourth one. That's right. Freddy's Dead was uh, Goo Goo Dolls. They weren't in the movie. They they did a song for it. They did the Freddy's Dead song. I don't fucking know. Yeah, Goo Goo Dolls did Freddy's Dead. Are you ready for Freddy? <laughs> yeah, it was Goo Goo Dolls that did the uh, Freddy's Dead. Mm-hmm. Don't fall asleep too blue. Yeah, I that everything about like I, I mentioned on that commentary when we did that, but I, I used to hold some kind of value to Freddy's Dead because as a kid It's very nineties. Yeah, what they were feeding into it was almost at that point they realized, look, we know these are R rated movies, but it's kids that are watching them. Mm-hmm. Like that they have like the fucking video game tie-ins, all the product placements and all this shit. And you're right. I was a kid of the '90s, so I think I'd still put Freddy's Dead above Part Five, but not much. I haven't watched Part Five in a hot minute. I'd have to watch them back to back because it's the only one we haven't done yet on the show. Well, and Part Four, but we did that on the art rate. We need to do them. We need to knock them out. We should do Part Five. I think we were trying to do them. I think it came across uh, maybe like during Halloween time, and I think I fought it. Like we don't want to do that shitty movie. Yeah, here's the scene I was talking about. His demise. It's funny. Oh, he dies? Oh, no. He does the classic thing where he's like, I'm going to wait to shoot you just long enough to get foiled. It's got to be dramatic. See, look how lucky he'd have to be to do this. Gets him by the neck. I'm a dog. And how come How come it's never a bad guy's... Look, this is hilarious. This is hilarious to watch. Oh. <laughs> I always laugh at this. <laughs> he just... He, he, oh. It's pretty fucked up. That's awesome. How come it's never a bad guy's reaction to pull the trigger when something like that happens? Because he had a lasso hit him, and he even like had time to react. You know, don't you think that yeah. somebody or, or 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 when cops 
take out a perp and they shoot him in the shoulder when they got like a hostage in movies. Yeah. I'm all, aren't you scared that you hitting him isn't going to make his trigger finger go? Yeah, like I was thinking that in like even horror movies, whenever like uh, the killer kills them and they they kind of do that thing where they like oh they grab their mask or like oh they just they just stare off into space. I was like, why don't they just fucking grab them and try to like scratch out their eyes or do something? Like you've already been stabbed, you can't get stabbed any harder. I guess unless they take it out and restab you. Like you're dying anyway. Just do something. Kick him in the balls. Yeah. Have you ever seen Cops on Horses, man? They get a lot of those in London. Never. It's pretty cool. Uh, so, just want to read a couple of comments. Uh, I feel like we... You're going to miss uh, fucking his uh, underwear ad. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I'll watch it. He's, gonna He's got s- a nice bulge. That You know, in a weird fucking way, I do remember the bulge. I don't remember. I just, I just guessed. I think he does. I think he does because he's wearing like whitey tighties, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anybody wearing white tight is going to have that fucking snuggled cup, that, that yeah. baked, that baked potato inside of the pants. He's like, how did you, how did you get enough money to afford to get this back? Yeah. He did that, that fucking fast. And it, you know, I, I don't know. It's already on a billboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think that takes some time. Yeah. They should see. They need to do a sequel where he finally sees that billboard. Look, it is a big bull. Those Calvin Klein bulges. <laughs> Dude, would you model Calvin Klein for a whole bunch of money? If somebody's like, hey, man, we want to put you some underwear on Times Square and we're going to throw you fucking 10 grand. They're like, oh, everybody loves the BTM podcast. We need your face on the Calvin Klein brand. Uh, we're going to put ID her ass underneath it. I wish, dude. I, I've i never held it against models, right? It's it, it's such an easy job. It has to be an easy job. Anybody out there that does modeling and tries to tell me it's real work, fuck you. I, I, I admire you. That's great, dude. If somebody wants to pay you money to take pictures, more power to you. Probably be stressful. That'd probably be the most work. It's the No, it's one of those jobs where they're like, you don't understand how hard traveling is. Like, boo fucking who? Because they travel around sometimes. Boo who? No, it, you're not working in a coal mine. If somebody uh, yeah. if, if somebody threw money at me and said, hey, we want to you know come down for a few hours. We want to take some pictures of you wearing some funky shit in your underwear. I'd be like, fucking sign me up, man. Mm-hmm. absolutely you know how many actors got their starts as like models and you don't i i don't think that hurts anybody's cred but like dude fucking somebody threw you money to take pictures good for you i'd fucking do it i used to get uh there was that used to be a common solicitation if you were a white guy in asia like china right mm-hmm. they people would stop you on the street and try and just pay you under the table to to model some weird shit but for who all, for all I know, if I would actually did it like a couple of my friends did, I would be on some deep fake China porn right now. Dog. Yeah, and I'm not down with that. But anyway, really briefly, just going to do read a couple of comments today. Uh, I, maybe I got to look at the analytics, man. Maybe our show is popular in this particular region of the world because we got a couple of uh, commenters that looked like they're from Sri Lanka or India or Pakistan or something, but... A user by the name of Ali Sanjay, right? They're commenting on the mask commentary with Jim Carrey. And they just say, it's weird. I don't know if it's supposed to be another language, but it says F-A-L-T-U, like Faltu. And I can only imagine that's fuck you in whatever their um, native tongue is. I thought it was going to be the movie. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is if it was something of substance, I imagine there would be a lot more like words, right? But if it's one word... 
Maybe he's quoting the movie in their language. That's that's what he says instead of somebody stop me or smoking. Think about it. If somebody likes the video we post or the podcast we upload, and they're gonna they're not gonna just put cool or great. No, they usually talk a little bit and elaborate on what they like. Whenever it's a one word or a two word, it's usually fuck off or something. So I don't know what you just said, Ali Sanjay, but you're special, man. I I appreciate you stopping by anyway. Hopefully you stick around. Hopefully we got it wrong and you're you're giving us some mad praise. But thank you. And uh, on Pet Cemetery Two, the commentary, uh, a new listener by the name of Ah uh, Atenshi fan. It's it's all one word. Atenshi fan. Tenchu the game. They like Tenchu. It's Tenchu with an I instead of a U. Yeah, a Tenchi fan. They say, why wouldn't the mom look decayed or at least look electrocuted when she comes back? Uh, hey, fuck you. Bring logic to point out a flaw in that great movie. But but didn't we make that point? That's what we said. Because <laughs> like she looks really like they the coroners did a fucking bang up job with her. Yeah. Right. So uh, good on you, man. Hopefully you dig that commentary. That's that's a that was a special one because we did that one a long time ago. That's kind of when Zach first came on on a permanent basis. Uh, it's a really good commentary. And was Riverman on that episode or not? Yep, we did that. We did uh, that was the first one I did, and uh, we did uh, fucking brain scan right after. Yeah, brain scan, and you also did Evil Tunes at a point with us too. That's probably the next week or something. It's so funny because I remember when we did Evil Tunes, you said a joke that would normally just now I would just not even stop and I just keep talking like it's just it's just fucking par for the course, Zach. Now, but back then I was still getting used to some of your humor and I hadn't heard that. And you were kind of a like I said, you were kind of hanging back. You were being normal, Zach. You were quiet. So when you said this, it was like it was like the same type of reaction. When you guys did the Shining commentary on R-rated and you said the whole man living inside the boy's mouth crack. And they were like, what the fuck? Because that was pushing it a little further. But at the time, you weren't any kind of scandalous. And it was simple. It was when we first saw the up-close look at the Necronomicon being held by David Carradine. And and you said something like, I want to stick my dick in that mouth. It was something so basic. But at the time, I wasn't like worn out worn to it and i thought i thought it was so fucking hilarious because that to me that's the first time you guys caught zach's real character that's the first time it kind of peeked through so it's special <laughs> dog and it, and, and it was timing it was all timing because we weren't expecting it that'll have to be the revival classic this week yeah i think that'd be a great one uh and then on also like i said i don't think it's just our channel maybe the jim carrey movie the mask is just popular in that region because we got another comment on the mask by a channel called Music Arab One, and uh, I'm not sure if it, if this is a male or female. The picture is a really sexy looking female, but that can mean anything. Anyway, they they say translation to Arabic, please. Okay, we'll get right on that. Oh yeah, we'll transcribe our entire commentary in Arabic. You could do that. You could uh, open it up so that uh, people that watch can uh, do oh the, do those. But you never know if they're going to fake them or not. They could troll us. Oh, so it's up to people to do it? <laughs> it's not like a Google feature where they'll do it? Oh, um, I think they have like uh, ones that automatically generate, but they're not very accurate either. And I, Yeah, I wouldn't trust those, man. We don't, I don't want somebody translating something that comes off offensive that wasn't offensive when we said it, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be like every cliche sitcom where somebody thinks they're speaking a language and it always comes off the cross. You just said... 
you love your cheese very much. <laughs> but anyway, Music Arab 1, if you'd like to volunteer to transcribe it, uh, translate it, I, I would be interested in chatting with you. Um, but And if you don't look like the chick in your picture, if you are in fact like some middle-aged- you got, We got catfish. Hey, man, that's cool, as long as you're willing to do it. But anyway, yeah, what is it about the mask, though? The mask is, is getting those comments from that region. It is interesting. Like maybe, maybe Jim Carrey movies, you know what? When I went to Russia, for some reason in Russia, the movie White Chicks was God's gift. It's true. Dude, everybody I met in Russia, like college age kids, fucking loved White Chicks. Why? They loved it. And, and I asked a friend of mine who spoke a little bit of English and I'm like, what is your deal with this movie? He's like, in Russia. This is to us. This is American comedy. Like that is what they associate American comedy with. Like this is the fucking epitome. This is the poster <laughs> child for Americanized comedy. And I guess it is for like toilet. It was the epiphany of it. Oh, the- that's, a, that's a Zachism I coined on our fucking last episode. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, nobody called me out either. I thought that was what Mac fucked up on that one podcast you guys did where he, I think he used epiphany wrong, remember? <laughs> where he's talking about the dream he had. Yeah. And he used it way wrong. But anyway, I was like insulted. I was like, oh my gosh. This is because in Russia, they have all these people, these kids, these young adults, they had posters in their flats and stuff of fun in the sun. It was all uh Santa Monica beach and women in bikinis and supermodels. They all and, and they all thought every inch of America was California, was Southern Los Angeles. And they clearly thought American movies were defined by fucking white chicks. And I just, I thought there was something wrong with this picture. But yeah, they fucking loved it, man. They loved it. And they they loved all the fucking diarrhea. What was that scene where he's like shitting his brains out? I saw that movie once. And I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Th- there's always got to be that, to- th- you know, I don't remember what he eats, but Marlon Wayans or one of the Wayans is like shitting his brains out in the fucking toilet. And it's just the shitty humor, right? Did you like the Wayans Brothers show back in the day? I liked it all right. I didn't really watch it a whole yeah. lot, but I'd watch it after school. They'd always play it on WB, like just as I was getting home. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But yeah, man, something about that toilet humor, man. Dumb and Dumber's got the toilet scene. Uh, I remember getting dragged to go see that fucking movie. What was it? Date movie? Or it was one of those. Oh, those are all bad. They're all terrible. It was the one. <sighs> fuck. Is it the one that had the band geek in it? Drake, Drake. And- it was the one where there was the cat shitting his brains out. The fucking animatronic cat was like had diarrhea. Arr! Oh, I thought that was superhero movie or something like that. I don't know if I ever saw a superhero movie. I don't know, but I'm like, I think Drake was in that. Yeah, Drake and Jaws Drake. Anyway, it's like, yeah, I guess this is an America thing, but I don't think this represents all comedy. It's just, I don't know. It. it Did you know Drake had a dick pic leak? What? <laughs> no, he looks like the kind of douchebag that would send dick pics. His face is in it and everything. What an idiot. <laughs> He's young, too, man. He knows the rules. <laughs> was he sending it to Josh? Hopefully. Okay, so when did that come out? It was a couple years ago. Me and me and Mac were like, we got us to see this. Oh, We got so, us to see what he's packing. So it was, that's why, that two years ago, that explains why I never heard about it, because his career was pretty much over, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was at that point. Yeah, I remember I had a, I met a buddy 
in in North Hollywood, and he was saying, "Oh yeah, today I was in Burbank, and uh, I fucking he took pictures and everything. I ran to fucking Drake Bell. He was just kind of sitting on an outdoor patio of a restaurant, you know, and he was walking on the sidewalk right against the outdoor patio, taking a dick pic, probably. No, he's and he like took a picture with him. Like, dude, who fucking cares? <laughs> when you're in when you're in Hollywood and you're in that area, like that's the celebrity you get stoked. <laughs> you don't give a shit on. You don't really give a shit if you, you're kind of desensitized to all of it when you're out there. But mm-hmm. like, if you're gonna lose your fucking marbles over somebody, it's Drake, Bell. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, when it comes to Russia and these countries, uh, and I can't explain what movies are really huge there. I think it's all down to what movie is the most circulated in piracy. Because in Russia, they don't really sell. You don't get regular movies. Everything's bootlegged and pirated. So there must be something. I bet it comes down to, hey, which one of these pirated movies has a really good dub in Russian? That's probably what it is. So because not everything was great. Like they had, I remember these people had a copy of Forrest Gump and uh, it had a real shitty dub to it, but they were watching it. And I knew the movie so well that I was still able to watch it, but the dubbing is shitty. You know, there's like a, a certain level of dubbing to where it's really distracting because you kind of hear the English super loud and I, I don't know, but I think mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. But anyway, that's, that's really all I want to talk about that. But maybe that's the same case in this region of the world with the mask. That's all I'm saying. Last comment I'll read is, Oh fuck. I can't read that. Cause that's a, Oh, that's a, that's a zip Mac and Zach save the world. Three ninjas comment. I can't read that, <laughs> but I'm proud of you guys that, that high noon at mega mountain commentary is, is, is a big one for you guys. Really? But, well, I mean, I noticed it had like over a thousand views on the the Magazac channel. Like, no. So, yeah, it was it was your your Magazac channel was pretty small, but that was the biggest one on that channel too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me see. Actually, I can tell you right now. And Magazac, it doesn't get the traffic that BTM does, but still, for for Magazac, this is where that one stands. Uh, where the fuck is it? I'm gonna find it. Here it is. All right. Oh, I thought it did. Hold on. I'm going to find it here. It was it was pretty impressive for you guys. Where the fuck is it? When did you guys put... Oh, here it is. Uh, 2,500. <laughs> that, that's big for you guys. So you guys need to start supporting Mac and Zach too. I mean, I, I, I love it. At the end of the day, we're a network and we got a bunch of other shows. Um, You're going to listen to what you like. And I'm the same way, man. If you don't like one show, listen to what you dig. But... uh. You know, check out Mac and Zach. Make sure you guys are checking out their shows as well because they're really funny. I get it. They're they're a bit of an acquired taste too. So, I don't know. But yeah, on that note, movie's over. Uh, yeah, we do have other shows. Make sure you guys are showing love to all the content we got on there. Cinema Anima, which we started uh, a couple few months back. Those are a blast to do. I don't know if it's out by the time you're listening to this, but if not, the newest, whenever is going to be the new Child's Play reboot. Uh, that's going to be done, I think, with at least Mac on board. And that one's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. We got a handful of those out, and those are so much fun. Of course, we got a shit ton of BTM commentaries going back hella years. And uh, people that have been listening for seemingly a while are still uncovering old episodes they've never seen. So that's a lot of fun as well. Mac and Zach saved the world. Uh, Deep End with Aaron Lipscomb. I, I'm bogged down. I, I want to do that episode with Bat. We were talking mm-hmm. about the debate on pornography, but the child's play thing came up. So we're doing that this week, but I want to reach out to bat and I would like to see if you'd be down to do that next week. Right. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But we want to get that on the board. Josh James is hard to kill podcast, action centric podcast as well as on there. Um, and also bi-weekly, at least for now, bi-weekly, we're throwing up the classic exploited cinema shows. What's the newest one you just put up for exploited? Oh, fuck it. Uh, the one where they did the last horror film and The Undertaker. Fucking Joe Spinell episode. Rock on, man. He's like sleaze uh, royalty. Joe Spinell's awesome. You know why I love Joe Spinell? Because he's got a big fucking dick, probably. No, I get it. He's got all the maniac cred, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's fucking in Rocky, the greatest movie of all time. Mm-hmm. He is Rocky Balboa's fucking the- boss. The next episode that's going up is the fucking uh, Sleepaway Camp's uh, retrospective, too. Oh, yeah, that'll be cool. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and give a pitch to Josh James's R-rated horror channel. I mean, not part of the network, but he's a good pal of ours. He actually just uploaded, as of today's recording, an interview he did uh, with uh, uh, Felissa Rose. Rose. Felissa Rose. I listened to it earlier. Um, it's cool, man. She seems like a real cool chick. So if you guys are into Sleepaway Camp, if you're into Felissa Rose, uh, head on over to his channel and, and go check that out. And if you if you like what you hear, give him a sub. Uh, and that's that's really all I got, man. I guess I'll let you guys know as well. If anybody's going to be in the Midwest area on the weekend of July 12th through the 14th, we are going to be at the Kansas City Crypticon convention. That's going to be Riverman. Zach, myself, at least, and uh, we're going to have a great time. We're going to have a booth set up. We're going to try and figure out some fun stuff to do, but at least come by and say hi. We're just going to be there to hang out, uh, talk about the podcast, meet some cool people, and uh, see what kind of trouble we can get into. So that'll be great. And once again, the last thing I'll say is we do have a new Teespring up. This is a cool way for anybody that loves the stuff we do. Uh, that appreciates all the consistent content we've been putting out for a very long time. Uh, this is a good way to support us, you know, toss a couple of bucks our way that'll go into the channel, but at the same time, support us as well by getting us pretty sweet t-shirt as well. Uh, we're going to put the links in all the videos. And what we have to do, Zach, is we have to both kind of work at, we'll, we'll, I'll take some of the load. Hopefully you'll take some of the load. We'll go through all the old videos and try and put links, our Teespring links in those videos, um, especially some of our more popular ones, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so check that out. Let us know what you want. And uh, feedback's welcome too on designs. You know, that's kind of cool. Uh, let us know what you want because it's pretty easy to whip up stuff. Uh, we'll figure it out from there. But that's all I got. Uh, Zach, is there any Mac and Zach coming? Not yet, baby. Not yet. Uh, you got any uh, classics you're going to throw up that maybe they can look forward to? Because those are basically like new episodes to people. Yep, everybody. Check it out, baby. Rock on. All right, guys. We'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye, puppets. Until next time. End of the week at the Revival House. Next month's theme, you got to figure it out. Italian zombies are polished shore. I slash it with a knife and the girl next door. And one second in, get it all queued up and ready. Hit play in three, two. One. Bye bye, puppet. Zach Pete in a solo cup man. Couldn't this camera's love and Josh and Scott failed and River Man's bail. Bye bye, puppets. Sounds good. Like this country used to. <laughs>